Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family all around the world. Welcome to the September 20th, 2001 edition of the Sea Report. We are coming to you live right now on the Foxhole app, Twitch, and Clout Hub, and we got it for sure this time. Man, on Friday, we ended up uh, broadcasting to DLive somehow. I don't know how that happened. But uh, nevertheless, we're here and we're back and we're ready to jump into action with uh, some of this week's stories, uh, the weekend's past stories. Oh boy, we're getting to that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I guess this time of year only happens a few times, sometimes, several times. I guess it just depends on what the heck is going on. Now, uh, we've heard, we've been done told that, you know, it would be a hot summer. And uh, here we are already going into the month of October. It seems things are just finally starting to heat up a bit, uh, but we'll take it most definitely, ladies and gentlemen, uh, especially when we're talking about, uh, I don't know, so if it's not a hot summer, then maybe it's just a red October? Mm, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, we've been watching the show, and uh, we've been enjoying the movie so far. Well, I would say most of us have been enjoying the movie. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all are doing great. Good to see you all again and uh, ready to and rearing to go. Uh, we have uh, pretty good stories ahead of us tonight. We're going to focus mainly on three things in particular for today's report. Uh, despite the fact that we do have a lot of news going on right now, I'm sure most of you all are aware uh, that Project Veritas just dropped um, their first video in a series of videos uh, regarding the COVID-19 vaccine inoculation, gene therapy session, whatever you want to call it. Um, fraud is another name for it. Uh, but yes, that just actually went live about uh, 33 minutes ago. So it is available to you all if you'd like to see it. I was contemplating watching it tonight. I don't know. Uh, it's only 13 minutes long. If you guys want to check it out, let me know and we will play it uh, at the top of the... Uh, story today. Um, but uh, yeah, because um, uh, man, they uh, they were sending out uh, email communications, uh, social media communications, mass communications all around, uh, letting everyone know that they were about to face uh, probably extermination on the internet. That's right. Uh, indefinite uh, censorship and banning because of what they were about to release. And that, my friends, would have to do with uh, they had people on the inside. Yeah, well, like we couldn't have seen that one coming, right? I don't know. It seems to me like when it comes to Project Veritas and certain agencies in this country, uh, and that would be agencies regardless of the profession, they, they are going to have to do a much better job at vetting who they hire. But hey, as long as they don't do a good job doing that, uh, totally fine with us because... Uh, Project Veritas has most definitely um, uh, been a fruitful endeavor, uh, of course, by James O'Keefe and company. So, man, I tell you what, uh, we'll see uh, where this goes, uh, because this is going to be uh, from the uh, lips of those workers and employees. And we'll see how much deeper it goes in that. To the ears of America and the world. And uh, yeah. 
indeed. I think that will be very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for sure. But anyways, you guys let me know. Ah, we'll see where we end up at the report at the end, by the end of the night. And uh, if, it, if it doesn't suit your fancy, maybe we'll just play it at the end of the show. Or we can open it up with it tomorrow. We'll see. I'm not exactly sure when they're going to drop the second video in their series. I would imagine maybe it'll be a daily thing or I don't know. Maybe it'll be a few times a week. We'll see. My emails did not say for a fact, but a fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we will uh, be talking a little bit more about the Durham indictment against Michael Sussman. Uh, it seems that there are a lot of trails and strings that are loose, loose ends, as it were, um, in regards to this uh, indictment uh, that has uh, found Michael Sussman to be charged with uh, lying to the FBI, uh, thereby opening an entire spectrum of uh, questions and uh, probabilities. Uh, but um, it seems that most of these things are actually laid out within uh, actual investigation and uh and a highly probable questioning and interviewing of uh, some of the individuals who are named and or inferred to in the indictment. Uh, so in a continued analysis of the uh, Durham indictment against Michael Sussman, the former uh, Clinton uh, campaign uh, secretary, um, who is also a cyber forensic or cyber, uh, yeah, cyber, not cyber forensic. He was a cyber specialist attorney. There we go. Uh, we will uh, we will continue to uh, examine that um, with our guidestone, of course, and see what else is to be found inside of this indictment. Uh, it's a very it's a lengthy indictment. Uh, it's a long story. Um, one would think, of course, that uh, John Durham may not have been in the uh, you know I don't know the Virgin Islands enjoying a mai tai on the uh, beach there with a. Uh, you know, uh, um, <laughs> the B2 bomber himself, big boobs, Billy Barr. Uh, we'll see where that goes, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going to take a look at that today. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. And if, if at least not to parse through the probabilities of what this indictment could mean, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is uh, it is at least to be informed. Uh, so, because we don't know where this is going to go, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we have a lot of uh, faith and hope, I'm sure. Well, we probably have more hope than we have faith in John Durham at this point. But we'll still take a look. We'll still take a look. Because after all, uh, the uh, trial of Michael Sussman or his um, uh, going before the judge... <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit about that judge, too. There's some developments on this guy. It does not look... Eh, we'll get to it, guys. But as I'm saying, at least we'll be able to expand into it because all of the, the roadmap is there. Uh, John Durham has provided a roadmap to the Clinton cartel by way of this indictment. And so uh, the question will be then... Uh, shall justice prevail and will it be acted on? So I think that's kind of where we are in regards to the John Durham indictment of Michael Sussman, but we will most definitely be examining that. Um, we'll also be talking about the failed false flag, the false flag flop, otherwise known as justice for juicy, I mean, justice for J6. Oh my goodness, guys. Oh man, I mean when you think about it. <laughs> 
just knowing uh, that uh, that, uh, you know, the discernment of patriots is high. And also, you know, uh, they just cannot seem to pull a fast one over on us in regards to uh, these types of situations. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll relish that idea, that story, that report for a little while tonight. And uh, we'll talk about some of the finer points of these, um, you know, propagandists and their, uh, I don't know, their motives. I don't know, their, their leaders, their, uh, yeah, these people. I mean, come on. Justice for J6, guys. We saw it coming a mile away. So uh, very encouraging developments there. And then finally, we'll do some election audit updates. What you got going on in Arizona and what you got going on in Georgia primarily. I think uh, that will be uh, some worthwhile information. Because I know I definitely have and had my opinion on the matter. But again, you know... Um, well, I guess all I got to say is when a leader is uh, bold enough and courageous enough to do the will of the people, you gotta trust them, it would seem. But uh, yeah, I'm sure things will go swimmingly for that. But first, we will take a look at that and see what is going on tonight. All right, guys, let's see what we got here. I see a few peeps jumping into the chat room over at the foxhole.app. Uh, good evening, Pilled by the Rabbit, Tam Goral, hello, hello, and Joy for Trump. How are you doing tonight, friends? Good to see you all in the chat. Yes, lots and lots of news. Man, we have lots and lots of news. That's for dang sure, Miss Tam Goral. Um, Well, yeah, we'll cover as much as we can. And then uh, Joy for Trump says, uh, wondering how the, can uh, how the Canada voting will turn out. Very good question. Uh, we will most likely cover the Canada um, uh, Canada elections. It's their federal elections. We'll most co likely cover that on Wednesday uh, when we do our international news. Um, but uh, just uh, kind of speaking, uh, you know, um, um, off the cuff, I mean, uh, I, I really don't think that uh, the uh, People's Party of Canada will find any type of uh, uh, election during this process. Um, that's not to say that perhaps uh, the leader, Maxime Bernier, uh, will not uh, get a seat somewhere in, in the uh, federal legislature, parliament, pardon me, the federal parliament there in Canada. Um, but I do think um, they were giving, they're giving Trudeau a run for his money. I mean, why, why not just spoil the bunch and just let you guys know, you guys probably heard all about Trudeau and his brand new blackface uh, photograph that came out and how people who are in certain, uh, in certain positions that do such things as blackface and, you know, uh, hang them by the noose uh, freakouts, uh, how, they, how they stay in office without being canceled. Well, we all know how they do that. Uh, they get exemptions for that. Of course, they get exemptions for that indeed, uh, just like they get exemptions from uh, mandatory vaccines. And they get exemptions from uh, wearing masks at, uh, you know, things like the Emmys. Oh, yeah, you know, you guys heard about that, too. It's just another sickening, uh, you know, um, display um, of, uh, I don't know, you know, you know, really? I mean, do I know? Maybe I do know. Uh, it is another sickening display for sure, okay, um, to uh, to force the entire world, this entire nation, into this uh, fear, fraught, like, uh, you know, uh, um, 
to radicalism, uh, it's all, it's all, if it's not fueled by fear, ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely fueled by like, uh, I don't know, um, uh, um, uh, power, uh, power control freaks, you know, they, they just gotta have, and that's kind of what I deduce at this point, ladies and gentlemen. Um, when we're talking about like governors and city councilmen and mayors, uh, you know, um, who who are mandating these vaccines and mandating these masks upon their uh, constituency and their citizens. It has nothing to do with health. I mean, we know this, guys. We know this. It has nothing to do with health. It has everything to do with ego tripping and power hungry, like, uh, you know, power hungry um, aspirations. This is not even aspirations anymore, honestly. But uh, that's that's basically what that boils down to. It, it has nothing to do with public concern. It has nothing to do with health concerns. It has nothing to do with loving thy neighbor. It has everything to do with them flexing their muscles and showing how powerful they can be in the position that they currently hold, that they're uh, taking advantage of extremely. Um, the privileges of representing uh, the people. Uh, it's ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, yeah. You know, um, but anyways, I don't know how we went from from Canada to that, but uh, that's where we landed. Uh, good evening, Yavapai Michael. How are you doing today, sir? Glad to see you, sir. Um, and let's see here, uh, Sean Joe. Good evening, Sean Joe. How are you doing this afternoon, evening? And uh, thank you for gifting the cookie over here at the foxhole.app. Tam Gorals gifted the can. Cheers to good news, please. <laughs> Okay, for you, Temgrel, I shall curve every story into the uh, into the good news, positive, light, vibrational frequency stories that we deserve to have. No, we will. I mean, I say, I say, you know, uh, the Durham story, that's good news. As of September 20th, 2021, look at everything that's covered in that indictment. Look at all the strings that need to be uh, either tied or, or cut in this indictment. Look at all of the information that they are putting before a court in, uh, I mean, it could be like, uh, what's the word? Um, um, uh, what is that word again? Where they... Uh, they disclose all the information. Discovery. I mean, there's so much in that indictment that they can act on and indeed may have already started to. We don't know what John Durham has been doing. We just picture him with, you know, uh, Pina Colada, you know, enjoying the enjoying the surf there. Um, but uh, yeah, that is good news, uh, because if they don't act on it, I mean, the next question, I, I would say, what's the next uh, recourse from that matter? Where do we go from there if they do not act on all of the information that's in this indictment and they just make Michael Sussman a fall guy and they wrap it up, right? Where do we go from there? The only thought I would have on that is, I mean, I'm no lawyer, you know, um, all I can think of is the people would have to rally together and get, you know, get some high powered attorneys to really look at this and see where they can go. Because again, these are all judicial matters. This is the long game. And that's why bureaucrats have created red tape for like centuries, <laughs> I would say. Uh, but um, with that in mind, guys, you know, that is, that is how we do it. Uh, after all, we are still free on paper. It, isn't it interesting how it is a simple piece of parchment that keeps 
the people, I mean, yeah, that keeps the people basically, and I'm talking about in the United States of America, not around the world. It keeps the people basically safe from the overreach, from the genocide, from the aggression of the people that have been trying and have been corroding our system of things for so long, right? A simple piece of paper, symbolically speaking, that can be ripped up as easily as Nancy Pelosi struggled to rip up, you know, uh, President Trump's State of the Union address not too long ago. On paper, we're free. It's the long game. They've been playing it longer than we have, guys. A lot longer than we have. And we here are all very aware, very well aware of that. That they have been playing this game a dang long time. So all I say to my friends and patriots out there in uh, across America, you know, is is if they can play this game for centuries, can we at least play it for, you know, five to 10 years if we have to, 20 years if we have to? Because I honestly think while the American people were sleeping, there was some other goings on. And we, we kind of covered this like a while back with the, uh, the uh, I think it was the Office of Reconnaissance or something, the OR something that was started by, uh, it was started by uh, President, um, uh, what is that guy's name again? President, uh, help me out here. He gave, he gave the speech on, uh, on the uh, military industrial complex. Why am I drawing a blank? That is just like Eisenhower. Thank you, thank you, Eisenhower. The, uh, uh, oh. President Eisenhower started a group. He started an agency, guys. This is back before, you know, back before uh, Kennedy was assassinated. But I think, I think while that was happening and the Ameri American people slept, and back then the American people were not asleep because they were propagandized, they were worked to death. You know, they had their family structure being destroyed. They had their religious beliefs being attacked. That's not why they were asleep back then. They were asleep because they genuinely, in my opinion, trusted, trusted that their elected representatives were doing the right thing by them and for them in this country and did not realize that the Red Scare of the 1950s had, uh, I don't know, gone dark and uh, quietly infiltrated, um, you know, and, and even if they were, you know, like totally, totally uh, taken out of the government via, you know, McCarthyism uh, back then, uh, obviously not McCarthyism today, because McCarthyism today means, you know, you're just like, you know, the panty boy for some, I don't know, uh, news reporter, panelist, uh, you know, was what was he, a poll, poll, poll person? Anyways, so... Aside from that, you know, um, if, if it, the communists were totally rooted out during the McCarthy years, they definitely went underground. And uh, instead of working at our legislator, legislature, you know, and instead of working at trying to, uh, you know, corrupt and defile the government, they went for the family. They went for the entertainment. They went for the education. And once they had that, I'm sure they had all their people going into uh, government roles, you know, and, and maybe all of that happened simultaneously to a point, but uh, they had to run from McCarthy back then. So I don't know. 
damn communist man like oh god you know who would have thought you know when in the 1990s when i was but a wee lad who would have thought that communist would still be a thing everything i learned in schools we destroyed the communist threat and you know we only had to worry about communist china and and other you know peripheral communist countries uh i don't know is it fair to equate communists with Satanists? Because I have never met a communist that was not a Satanist or some kind of witchcraft person. And I've met three in my life. So, yes, weird, guys, isn't it? Anyways, that's way off the point, guys. <laughs> Thank you again for... Oh, my goodness. Thank you for humoring me and uh, allowing me to uh, spit off into such things. And uh, I don't know what this is here. What does that say? Ping. Oh, DJ. <laughs> hey, what's going on? We've got uh, over in, uh, over in, <laughs> over in Twitch, <laughs> over at Twitch, DJ Ping254. I have to say hello. I'm going to pop this on the screen real quick. I was like, I got another troll in Twitch. <laughs> it's, it's, it is Mr. Ping. Good evening, Mr. Ping. How are you doing tonight? I was like, what is this graphic he has scrolled across uh, the comment box, ping, 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 ping. I, I was like, I, I'm sure it says something like, <laughs> good evening, sir. And yes, I was a young lad in the 90s. Um, I'm, yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> uh, glad you're joining us, uh, uh, Mr. Ping over there in uh, Twitch. And thank you for holding the light on and keeping the door open at Twitch. Because uh, we need that, my friend. We definitely need that. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, yeah, just tickled my funny bone. Good evening. All right, guys. And uh, yeah, let me, I was going to jump back into the chat. That just a uh, temporary distraction. Yeah, you succeeded, sir, Mr. Ping. You definitely, oh man. If for those of you guys who'd like to know a little about, about Mr. Ping, um, I would say if you're over at pill.net, if you're over at the foxhole.app, tune into last night's episode of the Speak Uneasy uh, and we had a very, in my opinion, it was a very good conversation. Um, it was, I mean, well, tune in for yourself. I mean, it was not one of those uh, heavy discussions, although the topics were most definitely heavy uh, and most definitely, uh, you know, th th things of the day, uh, you know, t things of the times. Uh, but uh, it was it was a very good conversation. And that's about all I'm going to say on that, uh, because I don't want to get uh, Mr. Ping in trouble with uh, campaign election laws. If you follow my drift, ladies and gentlemen. All right. What else do we got going on here in uh, the chat rooms? Oh, we'll, we'll go to the foxhole.app, of course. Uh, Joy for Trump Oh, uh, asked, uh, do you expect voter fraud in, in Canada, uh, Joy for Trump? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here's where we'll know whether, well, maybe this won't be the defining signal. Uh, there was definitely voter suppression in Canada. Because if you were not vaccinated or, or no, well, if you did not wear a mask, for sure, if you were not vaccinated, that one, I, I don't think that one was 100% across the board, across all of the, uh, all of the provinces, is that right, in Canada? Um, but if you did not wear a mask, for sure, you would not be allowed to vote in person. Now, as far as Canadian uh, um, vote by mail statistics and procedures, I'm not 100% um, um, aware of how all of that works, but according to many of the, uh, many of the articles that I read, which are few, I mean, I say many, but they're few, 
uh, because there's not a there's not a whole lot of uh, press given to this election. You know, it seems that uh, quite possibly the people of Canada are starved and neglected for that type of information just to know that there is an election coming up. Right. And uh, that is a scheme and a tactic of those who wish to remain in power. But um, um uh, for 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 sure though you know uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the articles I was reading were talking about uh, how uh, Trudeau um, is getting a run for his money in regards to uh, the opposing party, which would be the Conservatives, but keeping in mind that the Conservatives are conservative in name only, so they're what Kinos, Sinos. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, I mean, they, all of the parties, it seems over there are 100% controlled, um, whether they are opposition or ruling. And, uh, the only one that is not is the people's party of Canada. Now the people's party of Canada has grown in leaps and bounds from, uh, you know, uh, early elections, uh, having like, uh, a zero point something percent like support to a 1% support all the ways to advancing to the fourth place. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, most definitely that within the span of the next election season in Canada for federal elections, that you could see the People's Party of Canada rise up to the number two spot, rise up to the number one spot. Like, so that's what we're, that's, that's what the International News Day at the Sea Report is all about. And we do that on Wednesdays. And it is so that we can, we can join in the celebrations and also assist through the opportunities, at least by being aware of what is going on with our brothers and sisters around the world, as they too are also fighting tyranny and communism throughout and uh, you never know, guys, like we could see, I mean, <laughs> Canada, oh, Canada. And I don't just say that because that's how their, uh, you know, their anthem starts off. <laughs> like I say that because, you know, um, let, let's, let's, let's try and get at least one hemisphere of the world to be totally free of tyranny, right? Because over there where the crown colonies are and all of those ancient yahoos, I mean, that's going to take some work. Uh, but you know, I mean, we'll see where it goes. Uh, but as far as voter fraud, <laughs> joy for Trump, I apologize. As far as that goes, um, you know, like I said, they were saying Trudeau, uh, his party may not, uh, um, uh, fare too well during this election, uh, season. And, and he was already a president who was being opposed by all parties. Like his party was not the majority. Uh, he was basically like, you know, he was basically like, um, I don't know, say like a president Trump to a majority Democrat House and Senate, right? That's what he's dealing with. It's just they have so many parties over there in their parliament and they, they divvy it up so many different ways. Like uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but uh, that's exactly what we're seeing there. So if Trudeau comes out with flying colors and his his party wins and it's majority Trudeau party, whatever it is, I think it's, uh, I think it's just liberal, you know, like it, there could quite definitely be voter fraud. And then of course, you know, they also have this whole mail-in thing as well. And uh, the mail-in thing is just, uh, that is just, you know, you guys know, it's just, it's ripe for fraud when you have that type of thing. You know, we're talking Venezuelan style socialist, uh, you know, voting. Um, and uh, that it just doesn't work, but that is their, that seems to be one of their biggest ploys 
um, and uh, uh, where they go to in that regard. So uh, we will see how that goes. Um, I don't know what time the polls close there in Canada, O Canada, but uh, we, we will find out and uh, you'll definitely hear more about it on Wednesday because uh, I'm, I'm hoping the dust will have cleared by then, but there's no guarantee <laughs> because with this uh, vote by mail crap, it's uh, election day plus six or seven, you know. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes, ladies and gentlemen. Great questions. Great questions and thoughts out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. Just V, good evening. And you're not late. Nah, you're not, you ain't late, girl. Don't worry. Don't you worry about it. Good to see you in the in the house tonight. Need all the strings pulled so it will unveil most definitely. Again, here we're talking about the Durham indictments, and we're just on the corner of that. There are a lot of strings in this Durham indictment. like, And I just cannot imagine that uh, someone would put together a document like that with all of that information, with all of these like basically like name drops if they were not pursuing something or if they were not perhaps trying to uh, create a pathway for someone to pursue something in the future. And again, I only say that because we don't know where it's going to go from here. We know where it ended up with that one guy who changed the, uh, who uh, uh, changed the answers on that FOIA request, like, and that email, we know how that ended up. Like, yeah, yeah, five months probation and house arrest. Oh, gosh, yeah, you only lied on a federal document that basically, well, not basically, that absolutely affected a president, you know, a sitting president and, and, and an attempt to dethrone him, probably a bad use of words, but an attempt to to take him out of office and uh, allow, allow some sort of ruling and uh, treasonous factor to supplant their own regime in. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, he should have gotten a lot more than five to six months of probation, right? I mean, that was ridiculous. How is it that, uh, you know, how is it that someone for drunk driving can get like two years probation and everything else that goes along with it? And yet if someone tries to commit treason, against the country, they get off with five months. I don't understand it. And I'm not just speaking because <sighs> experience. All right, Smitten Kitten 38, good evening. Uh, and uh, welcome to the uh, C-Chats. Good to see you there. Babs, the ice queen. Babs, my ice queen. I'm glad to see you in there. Much love to you, my friend. Rapture Eddie's also in the house. Good evening. I just got here from Suki. Suki, was she on live just before this? That's awesome. Very cool. We also have Curious Cat in the house. Good evening, Curious Cat. Glad to have you in. Joy for Trump says, I was part of a healthcare workers vaccine mandate protest. It was awesome. Great, great, great to hear, Joy for Trump. Um, glad to hear that is the case. Who man, and you know, I guess because a lot of you all just spilled into the uh, <laughs> the chat rooms, which is totally fine by me. Uh, I had mentioned like uh, Project Veritas's drop. I know you guys have heard about this. Don't tell me you haven't. Uh, but Project Veritas just dropped their video, um, their first uh, first episode, first installment in this entire disruption into the uh, the daydream of the effective COVID nineteen vaccines. So um, we could play it most definitely, guys. You guys let me know. Uh, otherwise, we'll probably uh, open the show with that tomorrow, along with some other COVID things that are going on. Either way, it's big. It's really big. I mean, when you consider that uh, Project Veritas may very well uh, be censored across the board, like you're going to have two people, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have 
Alex Jones, InfoWars, as much as I disdain to say that name, and you're going to have Project Veritas, or James O'Keefe's Project Veritas, the two most censored entities in the world and in all time history forever and ever. <laughs> it is very quite possible, ladies and gentlemen, that he will be censored just as much. The difference here is that uh, Project Veritas is not controlled opposition. And uh, you guys may take my words with a grain of salt. I'm seasoning the, uh, the spectrum out there of, uh, you know, news and information. Um, and, you know, it really does not bother me that people still turn to Alex Jones Infowars for their news and information. And I will say that because um, I, he still provides information you know um but uh so did uh so did uh um what was that guy's name again david david Steele, Dave, david robert Steele. i mean he did too he did too i mean but but on his uh most uh one of his most current biographies he was still working for the cia um or or some agency of uh intelligence Anyways, so let's 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 just drop off that subject. That's a topic for Mr. C in the Dark or something like that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, with the uh, Project Veritas video, it's only 13 minutes long. It wouldn't kill us to watch it if you guys want to see it. We could do that, but you guys need to let me know. Um, I would say put a one in the chat if you want to see it, but that's never successful on my show for some reasons. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's move right along. Okay, uh, let's wrap up our chat here so we can get into today's report. And I'm glad and so happy to see all of y'all here today. You guys are uh, making my heart uh, uh, expand as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, um, let's see here. Uh, Just V says, there were, they were so hard on McCarthy, they destroyed him. Then all the actors that were blacklisted went after the Red Scare and made people... The chat just moved. Sorry, just to be and made people disbelieve. I don't doubt that, you know, and, uh, I, you know, I just just the entire the entire idea of McCarthyism and the Red Scare and communism coming from someone of my generation seems so archaic until probably the last year to year and a half. Like you guys don't, you y'all don't understand how weird, how hard it was to say something like he's a communist or they're communists or that's communism to, to even to be able to identify it. And perhaps uh, in line with what Just V just said, um, perhaps it's because Hollywood went hard after those people. And they went hard in making us not believe that communism existed anymore, or maybe maybe making it uh, cartoonish, you know, uh, just, you know, um, um, what do you call it, uh, dispelling the idea of what it was or, or just watering it down. That coming from someone from my generation, it was really hard. You know, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with this kind of feeling. People who don't cuss. Uh, who don't use, you know, colorful language. Like, you can tell someone who does not normally use colorful language when they say it. It sounds weird and awkward coming from them. Like, it's like kind of misplaced, right? 
That's how it was for me. And the idea of communism and the idea of communists still uh, actively trying to take down our government. And it's kind of nice to be able to put an identity on that enemy, even though we know it does not just end or it's not the end all with communism around the world and in America. But communism, by way of socialism, progressivism, and other isms uh, like that, uh, have proven themselves to be existent and relevant to the dialogue and also to the, uh, to the struggle, to the fight that we're seeing here today in our country. And if it's not because, oh, it's an outright communist party, it's because all of these morons who have no understanding or appreciation for what true freedom and liberty, self-expression, and, and the right to decide, they have no concept of it. They follow the teachings of communists, Marxists, socialists, you know, and they turn it all into propaganda. And uh, that's where communism lives, if not because of the fact that uh, America and its current regime are all owned by genuine communists and they just happen to be Chinese, you know? So anyways, guys, yeah, it was, it was weird and it's tough. But uh, as we move on, I mean, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, uh, communist, communist, communism, uh, can we have a McCarthy 2.0? Uh, um, <laughs> saving the minority speaker, please. Uh, he can go off into his own little uh, bungalow with his own little uh, gay pole liberal friend. I don't care. Get the man out of there. The man's uh, the man is weak sauce, ladies and gentlemen. Weak sauce. <laughs> A new segment says Sean Joe, Mister C's soliloquy. <laughs> I do that from time to time. So we went from we went <laughs> we went from we went from um, a chat recap to chat engagement to Mr. C soliloquy. Uh, we're still developing things here at the C Report, guys. This show is not uh, done growing by any length of means, for sure. Joyful June, thank you for gifting the cookie. She says, "Let's go Canada. Canada is on the way, ladies and gentlemen." Um, I mean, I, I have heard stories that there are more people waking up and there are more people who are present in their current situation, which is a good thing. Sean Joe, thank you again for the cookie. Isn't Manafort still behind bars? You know, I think he is. And I think um, there should be some questions raised about that. Just V. Reggie V, good evening, sir. And welcome to the C Chats, gifting the shades. Thank you so much. And says, hope all is well with your sister site. Praying all the best. Thank you so much. I, well, I guess I'll give a quick de uh, update on that. Yes, uh, my sister site has improved by far. Um, and uh, um, that is actually not the reason why I was not present this past Saturday during Mr. C in the Dark or Lone Star News. Now, if y'all were paying attention in class, no, just kidding. <laughs> y'all would know I'd been saying for about the week and then definitely on Thursday and Friday uh, that I would be out on Saturday. So my apologies for that. But uh, that was just for birthday shenanigans, family, daytime, friends, nighttime. A great time was had by all. Uh, but as far as my sister goes, uh, she's doing much better. Um, she can see now. Like, uh, well, I mean, uh, she has another surgery scheduled. 
well, I think it's going to be November. It's going to, it's going to be after the uh, Las Vegas um, um, uh, uh, for God and country Patriot double down for those of you who might be aware. Uh, Cause uh, she needs to get a, 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 an oil bubble removed from behind her retina, which is keeping, which has helped to keep it and reattach it. If you, I'm sure you guys understand. Uh, so yeah. So thank you so much Reggie V for asking that question. I appreciate you. Um, and I appreciate you uh, praying for the best. And uh, those prayers go a long way, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you so much. You guys have kept us in your, you guys have kept us in your hearts uh, throughout, you know, and man, let me tell you what, it was, uh, it was a long, it was a long journey, but you know, in retrospect, I guess it doesn't seem that long. And uh, it's, it's always a blessing to help someone. So, you know, thank you guys for the prayers and, and the continued support in that matter. Emperor's Beach to you. Good evening and welcome into the chats. Uh, you're not too late at all, sweetie. Don't you worry about it. We haven't even gotten into the report. Uh, two Rivers, good evening and welcome to you, 17 Angels. Oh, uh, did I say hello? I said hello to you already, didn't I, 17 Angels? I'm sure I did. And it's always great to see you in the chat. All right. Let's see here. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Two River says it's eat the meat soup out the bone at Mr. C. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh, I think I skipped something. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Two Rivers. Good evening. First said uh, we just came from in. We just came in. We just came in from C's in pixels at Mr. C. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's where you get, that's where you guys is, is, uh, that's good to know. Awesome guys. Yeah. So, Hey, you get your double dose here. You get your, you get your daily rundown It's the breakdown, right? With C's in pixels, you get your breakdown. Uh-huh. And then, um, I don't, uh, and then you come here, I guess, uh, I don't know. I feel like anything I say, I don't think they'd see it derogatorily. You get your breakdown on season pixels and then you get your sauce over at, uh, C in the dark. Oh wait, that's, that's on Friday and Saturday at the C report. Very cool. Awesomeness. Hey, you know what? That's pretty good too. Cause at least I know you guys are kind of, you already have a, uh, you already in a, had a primer for the day. Uh, cause man. That's a lot of headlines, guys. That's a lot of headlines. Uh, but very good, very good. I hope uh, you guys uh, enjoy the show. I'm sure they're always delicious. Oh, man. You know, I've actually heard some of you, some of you guys mention like a seasoned pixels, Mr. C, uh, Mr. C, um, uh, uh, double up tag team. I don't know what you call it. We're going to tag team the headlines or what? Uh, that would be fun. That'd be interesting. But uh, I guess we'd have to see uh, how that goes. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, what else do we got happening today? Connie Ketchup, good evening. Oh, no, play it before I have to go to work. What time do you go to work, Connie Ketchup? I could play it at the head of the hour. I mean, we can do that as a total emergency broadcast. Yeah, I think I might do that, guys. I think I might do that. Let's do that. Okay. All right. And then uh, let's see here. Uh, it is big. So, yeah, we might have to do that. Okay. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to. We are going to do it. We're going to do it, guys. All right. It's been decided as of right now. As soon as I finish this chat, we're going to break into Project Veritas's um, emergency report. Part. It's only 13 minutes long, so it's not that long at all. Um, yeah, from far away. Play it, please. Okay. You guys want to see it? We're going to see it. That's what we're doing here. That is what we are doing. Okay, uh, two in the pink. Good evening, and thank you so much for uh, gifting the shades. Was just watching Seasoned Pickles. Ah, <laughs> is that a running joke? Uh, it's awesome. I'm, I'm assuming Seasoned Pixels. Seasoned Pixels. I really like Seasoned Pixels. I mean, whoa. <laughs> 
said that wrong. Uh, pixels, if you heard, that was a total, uh, that was a total uh, mess up. Right? I like seasoned pickles, but not as much as I like fried pickles. And uh, season, 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 you guys are going to mess me up. Season pixels was always pretty cool by me. So pretty cool. All right, guys. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness, they're going to totally crucify me. Service Dog Mom, good evening. Good to see you in the chat from far away and good to see you as well. Okay, let's do this, guys. Uh, before it gets too late, uh, let's, uh, let us do this. Let us do this. <laughs> Two in the Pink says, my last name is McCarthy, and I was always proud of him. And isn't it funny that our school, in my generation, our schools demonized, demonized McCarthy. From the 1950s like they were like it was a total red scared um what do you call it? Dic dicta dictator dic dic dictatorship like they they like he persecuted people and like they really demonized mccartney when i was in school like like it was ridiculous uh to want to defend your country from communism and then they also tied that into uh where they um where they uh what do you call it um uh what they did with the japanese and they 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 uh took them to concentration camps or was it the chinese japanese back then like they they kind of put those two together and they they painted a story of why you could not be a radical and i guess that was uh, i guess that was the uh that was the uh the tilling of the soil to set us up for racism and xenophobia and and stuff like that in my generation they were teaching us that that was wrong and that we should never have done that and we should never have uh put every one of these communists through trials and called them out and stuff like that yeah, most definitely. Henry4570, good evening. We call him seasoned pickles. Mmm, <laughs> tasty, Henry4570. And Bill Tech, good evening. Welcome into the chat. Oh, you guys are awesome. Okay, and uh, let's see here. Sean Joe, thank you again for the cookie. Oh, man, your cookie uh, your cookie jar must overfloweth tonight, uh, Mr. Sean Joe, and I appreciate you. Uh, internment camps, thank you. Uh, he says FDR. So maybe that was a little bit before uh, McCarthyism. <laughs> Pardon moi, but that's how the that's how the schools, they looped the two together. They looped the two together, most definitely. And to tune the pink, he just called them out for the scum that they were. So, yeah, he most definitely. I mean, hey, guys, like uh, where would we be now if that hadn't happened? Right. They probably most definitely the communists have taken over. Christina Fontana, aloha. Good to see you. All right, guys. Okay. Let us, uh, oh, oh so Sir Song says, I, I watched Season Pixels 2. So many great patriots on fire. Isn't that the facts, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that the facts? I just love absolutely that uh, we have so many content creators here and that there are so many of them tackling this type of thing. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've uh, I've lurked on a few of Mr. Season Pixel's show. Uh, I, I really like the work that he's doing. I mean, quite honestly, guys, if his show were not like two hours before mine, I could watch his show and get all the headlines that I need to dig into for my show. Um, but it's right two hours before my show and I start like four hours prior till to get this uh, report together for you guys. So, uh, timing is everything, right? Timing is everything, but, uh, it's good information to have. And, uh, you know, a short of having one of those, uh, computer like article readers, 
why bother with that when you can get someone like Season Pixels uh, who can walk you through and uh, and show to you all um, some of the most important uh, stories for the day. So, uh, and I guess that's my endorsement of Season Pixels. <laughs> Take it or leave it. All right, before we get into the, uh, and this is what we're going to do, guys. We're going to watch the Project Veritas COVID vaccine um, um, expose right now. Um, let me just uh, say hello real quick again. Deplora Laura over in Twitch. you got a friend in Mr. Ping, Deplora Laura. Uh, DJ Ping254, meet Deplora Laura. Both of you guys have just uh, um, um, quantified, Have you guys have just expanded the light over at Twitch and holding that door wide open. So that is great. And uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Deplora Laura also knows season. She says pixel screen picture is a, a seasoned pixel uh, pickle. <laughs> Doreen Merck is also over at Twitch. Oh my God. Triple the factor of uh, Patriot light and well meanings over there. And oh, you guys are coming out of us from the left and the right. All right. Bill Tech, thank you for the cookie. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. And Sean Joe says, Mr. C needs more gold. Pill. Oh, thank you. Needs more gold pill love. <laughs> he put on a top notch show every, I appreciate that Sean Joe. Uh, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> but here we go, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this show on the road. Um, for the first time in the Sea Report history, President Trump shall not lead the report, keeping in mind that he does lead the nation and the patriots in our hearts and our spirits at the uh, revival and the reconstituting of America, its values, and what we stand for, the fight that we will take. Uh, but for tonight, ladies and gentlemen... Project Veritas, they have to take this cake and they can eat it too because this is important and we need to see it. Actually, you know what? I want to give you guys quality sound, so bear with me real quick. Hi again. Uh, bear with me. I'm going to make sure you guys get really high quality sound here. I want to make sure that uh, it comes out crystal. Okay. All right. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get my monitor on because uh, I want to make sure that this comes out perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is uh, the first installment of Project Veritas's um, expose into the COVID-19 vaccines. Let's see where this journey takes us. America, enjoy. Tell us about who this person is. Dr. Gonzalez is one of our emergency room doctors at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. And she's a federal employee? Now we got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine on Tuesday. He's been short of breath. Yes! Right, but now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? They are not reporting. Right. Because they want to shove it under the yeah. under the, 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 the mat. What patient was she referring to? She was uh, referring to that patient, that 30-something-year-old patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. Congestive heart failure. And in that particular patient's case, it was not reported. No, 
the problem in here is they are not doing the studies. People that had it, you know, and the people that have been uh, uh, vaccinated, they're not doing any um, antibody testing. It's super fishy. Not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. <laughs> It hasn't probably uh, been done because the, the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, is full of shit. The government doesn't want to show that the vaccine is full of shit. It's not doing what it, its purpose was. May I see your badges? You're Jody O'Malley with the Department of Health and Human Services. This is the United States government identification. I'm looking at the CDC website. It says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. One of those would be uh, congestive heart failure. That's yeah, a huge one. Were there other instances that they, they didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery, from leave. So what are we looking at here? You're looking at me transferring her... Um, to uh, a higher level of care that could handle her condition. And this is a, col a colleague at your hospital who got sick. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking it. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid because my faith lies in God and not man. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us. Are you afraid they're going to retaliate against you? Yeah. I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of shit. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. She was coerced into taking it. They are not reporting because they want to show it on the, the map. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? Are you afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid. My faith lies in God and not man. My name is Jody O'Malley, and I'm a master's prepared registered nurse. Well, first of all, your hospital is run by HHS, correct? I work for Health and Human Services um, with uh, Indian Health Services branch for the Native Americans. You, you, these are federal employees. Yes. I work for the government. So, I mean, the, the main thing is we have to follow. I know. I mean, that's another so, thing. I don't know how much longer I'll be here. And the <laughs> here. Yeah. I know. Are the policies and administrators coming directly from the federal government? Yes. The problem in here is they are not doing the studies. People that had it, you know, and the people that have been uh, uh, vaccinated, they're not doing any um, antibody testing. Now you got this guy in room four who got his second dose of vaccine um, on Tuesday, has been short of breath. Okay, now his BNP is elevated, D-dimer elevated, ALT, all his liver enzymes are elevated, his PT, PTINR is He's elevated. He's got myocarditis. Yes!
all this is bullshit. I and, and now, then let's see. Probably Bach are died due to the vaccine, right? But now they're not going to blame the vaccine. Well, and you know what? But he has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? Oh, it happened, right? What is it? Sixty days after, if you see anything, uh, they have got to. But they how many people report. are reporting? They are not reporting, right? Because they want to shove it under the yeah under the the the, the mat. In this instance with Doctor Gonzalez. What patient was she referring to or without saying she the was name uh, referring to that patient that had congestive heart congestive failure. heart failure. And yeah. in that particular patient's case, it was not reported. No. I'm going to have to transfer you to another hospital. Okay. We don't have cardiologists here. And what you're developing is like a congestive heart failure. OK. And, and that's not good. I don't know where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. On July 29th, you had the first COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. And August 19th, you had the second. You know, you don't have COVID. Okay, but you have got a lot of symptoms, you know. Right. And you're developing congestive heart failure. Were there other instances that they... They didn't report? Oh, I've seen dozens of people come in with an adverse reaction. Was one of the ones you saw a 15-year-old with blood clots? Yeah, so I was um, just covering a nurse. Um, he's in here with bilateral PEs, but he's fine. And I'm like, okay. So he wasn't on oxygen or anything like that. And I said, was he um, vaccinated? And then she's like, I don't know. So then I looked in the chart and... He was. He had the Pfizer vaccine or at the end of July, and he was due for a second dose. So this is essentially two to three weeks later. Most likely cause of hypoxia, unusual PE at this age. Unclear etiology. They don't know why he got it. So how do we know that the blood clots, or how do you know that the blood clots are a result of the COVID vaccine? Because this is a 15-year-old, normal weight, healthy child. No reason for him to have a blood clot. It's a shame they're not treating people. I know. Like they're supposed to, like they should. And I think they want people to die. And how many have you seen that have gotten vaccinated here? Domestic and yep. side effects? A lot. A lot. Have you seen it too? Yeah. Yes. Those policy, I'm like, who's, who's writing the bears report? Nobody, because it takes over a half an hour to write the damn Why? The CDC website, it says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. Is there a policy at the hospital for reporting these complications? No. There's never been any directive sent out on reporting. With this vaccine, we are in stage three clinical trials. Normally, stage three clinical trials is where you gather your data. What the responsibility on everyone is, is to gather that data and report it. And if we're not gathering that data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that this is safe and approved for use? How come after 18 months we haven't had any it's, research? Isn't that fishy to you? It doesn't. It does. It is doesn't. It's super it, fishy. It's not that it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. <laughs> it hasn't probably uh, been done because the, the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of, is full of shit. What does she mean by full of shit? It's not doing what it, its purpose was. And what did what is Dr. McGee saying in that video? He's trying to defend the vaccine. Why would he do that? Because that's his view on it. Okay. His view is 
get the vaccine. It's science, right? If we all just get it, this will all be over with. Such a bunch of bullshit. And what do we do? I don't know, but there's so much I'm gonna blow up. So much. How do we do that? Like, you know, Project Veritas. Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid. What prompted me to do this was when I was house supervisor one night. And one of my co-workers had taken the vaccine and she didn't want to. She had went throughout this entire pandemic working in the intensive care unit. It pretty much was a COVID unit. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery from leave two weeks ago, a little over two weeks. And then um, got her first dose of vaccine after surviving this entire pandemic. She didn't want to take it. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. And she was coerced into taking it. And it's like, nobody, nobody should have to decide between their livelihood, being a part of the team in the hospital, or take the vaccine. Now, now, now we're just making people take it and then there's reactions to it. And then you have a medication that has been shown effective and surely has no adverse reactions for trying it. Did um, Dr. Bakwa talk to you about prescribing ivermectin for at a lot of this facility. And so physicians can't um, prescribe off-label use medication here? Not for COVID. They did it with hydroxychloroquine and they it was really bad. And so they are not allowing it right now. She said, yes, um, I would agree to write for this because she's not contraindicated. And Dr. Bagwa said that? Yes. I am, I am stuck. I am told you are absolutely not to use it under any circumstances whatsoever for somebody with COVID unless you don't want to have a job. I am not going to lose my job. Damn. They were not allowing, they were going to lose their job if they allowed you to use that drug. Right. Nuts. Right now, um, what is plaguing this country is the spirit of fear. Are you afraid? It's my career. You know, it's how I'll help people. Um, but am I afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid um, because my faith lies in God and not man. So I have um, two older kids that are on their own and I have a 12 year old at home um, that I care for on my own. You know, like what kind of person would I be if I, if I knew all of this, this is evil. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us, but they are under the government. And everything that we've done so far is unscientific. Are you afraid they're gonna retaliate against you? Yeah, I'm a federal employee. What other federal employees do you see coming out? But you put your faith in God. Amen.
Power, Deception, Propaganda. A new book by James O'Keefe. Pre-order now at AmericanMuckraker.com. Dang, ladies and gentlemen. Dang. Okay, so, growing up, I was like, you know, I believe them because they're my parents. But they always used to say, Satan, the devil, and the government. It was like, in one breath, for everything. They always said that. Like, it was just, it was common in the household. Satan, the devil, and the government. Satan, the devil, and the government. Satan, the devil, and the government. Man, <laughs> how, uh, how insightful that was, even though I didn't understand it truly growing up. It kind of became like a running joke amongst some of me and my friends. You know, Satan, the devil, and the government's going to get you. <laughs> Jeez. That was pretty powerful, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I, I could totally see exactly how it would be that... Uh, I'm surprised Project Veritas has not been censored anyways. You know, I'm surprised they have not been censored anyways. Uh, that was crazy and very sad. Um can you imagine that, guys? Like, this poor lady. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy stuff right there, guys. That's crazy stuff. Uh, I thought I... Hey, I thought I adjusted this. Hold on. Let me fix something here real quick. Um, I'm glad we watched that. There you go. All the 13 minutes uh, of, uh, of that report was probably the most powerful 13 minutes that we will see this season or beyond, I would say this year, guys, I mean, people need to see that, and uh, people need to know, I don't know, guys, like, uh, uh, part of the conversations we were having last night over at the Speak Uneasy is, is that there, there will always be a certain percentage, a certain group, a certain generation that we will never reach. I shouldn't say generation. That's too too encompassing, uh, right? Uh, but we will never reach. They will never listen to uh, any content creators like uh, we have here at the Foxhole app. They'll never go to the Foxhole app. And, and it's not because they hate America. It's just because they have absolutely no interest or concern for themselves, their fellow man, and politics. And that might also not be fair to say. But uh, let's face it, guys, we wouldn't. And they would never see a video like that. And again, that has nothing to do with biases. That has nothing to do with uh, the way they were raised or taught to believe. It's just because that button will always be switched off. So God bless people like Nicki Minaj. Ah, just kidding. I know that's a hot button topic also. But we won't go there. Not today here at the Sea Report. We'll save that for Mr. C in the dark. Uh, barring, barring being, a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, censored again. <laughs> I was just adjusting something here, uh, real quick. There we go. That's what it should said. So, uh, since it is now part of the report, I adjusted the uh, header for the show COVID vax exposed. And now we can get into Durham and the Clinton cartel, as well as justice for J six false flag flop. And the election audit updates. Um, uh, and again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm most uh, glad that you guys are joining us. 
<laughs> yeah, they've never lost a lawsuit, says uh, Deplora Laura. But man, guys, I mean, they's about to. They are about to. I don't know what the people are going to think when they see that, guys. I don't know what the people are going to think when they see that. But it is out there now, and there's nothing they can do about it. And that was only part one. That was only part one. All right, guys. I apologize for that echo again. I, I think I I think I got it clean within 15 seconds, hopefully. Uh, Merker slash Doreen Merck, thank you for gifting the can. Oh, everyone's going crazy from the echo. Uh, yes, indeed. Very evil. Um, co coercion is a crime in the United States of America. She should sue, although it might be a tough road. Hey, it's part of the long game. Let's get it. Let's get some precedent, precedents. Let's set precedents, right? Precedents uh, by having that case. Let people know we know what's up. Uh, let's do it. They need to do it. Uh, it's terrible. That family should sue of that one uh, nurse slash uh, hospital individual. That's terrible. Surviving the entire pandemic and then taking the jab for her job. Man, guys, I just had this conversation with my mother this past weekend. Because my mom took the backs, right? Satan, the devil, and the government, but yet she still abides by what the government says. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking down on you, mama, I promise. But what I am saying is, like, I told her straight out this weekend, I was like, do not take the booster shot, okay? I was like, don't do it. I said, we, I was like, we are blessed that you had no kind of reactions that you did not have any type of, uh, of side effects from taking, she took both of them. My mother did, and it's tough guys. And, and I hear a lot of the friends out there expressing similar sentiments, you know, in regards to their family. And I'm telling you guys, like, I don't know, is it through the po the power of positive thinking that my mother and my sister, my eldest sister, not the one that I uh, currently reside with, is it through the power of positive thinking and prayers and wishing and hoping and, and lending them that power of strength of spirit that they did not have any type of, of reaction to the COVID jab? Because my brother's on the same page as I am, and he's highly potent in the uh, field of spirituality and, and that type of thing. But I told my mom, I was like, do not take the booster shot. I was like, you got the first two. And, you know, I was like, you're you're good in her book. Right. As far as that goes. Much to my relief, you know, she said, I'm, I already said I'm not. I already told my I already told my brother, my uncle. And, and I already told, you know, your sister, my eldest, that I'm not taking the booster. Now, as far as my eldest sister, if the government tells her to take five booster shots, she would probably do it. I mean, I love my eldest sister, but she also worked for uh, <laughs> she also worked for the Federal Reserve over there in uh, in Minnesota, right? Is Minnesota, right? That's the that's Fed number one here in the states. Yeah, she said it was the best job she ever had, and I was like, you know, you worked for the devil. <laughs> I was like, do you know who you worked for? Oh man, but uh, I don't know. I wasn't in touch with her too much at that time in our lives. And I also was not awake during that time in our lives when she worked for a uh, federal reserve numero uno over there in the Midwest of the country. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, guys, I will, I will just, I will beat this until it is so dead. It's resurrected. Think positively. 
I cannot tell you from experience how much that has helped me and how much strength is given me. And that's not even the higher up strength, guys. That's just the day to day. Okay. About people, about things, about situations, about occurrences, about gossip, about news, about everything. Just think positively. And when your mind goes to the negative, be cognizant of it and stop it and think positively. It sounds like a fluke. It sounds like a lark, a lark. It sounds like a cheesy old greasiness, but I will not tell you how much that has helped me change my life. Anyways, okay, I don't know why I said that, but I just felt like I needed to share it. Um, let's see, uh, it seems like you all uh, were pretty affected over there by that. Uh, that, was, uh, that, was some, that was some astonishing stuff right there, guys, uh, with uh, Project Veritas. I've always liked Project Veritas, and I don't need to say that, um, but uh, I have good stuff, man. I mean, you just knew, you just knew that they were going to have an insider there somewhere, and we were just waiting for it to come out. Where else do you think Project Veritas has uh, insiders in? What if that? What if that little fop that uh, the Biden administration regime used for their video? You know, guys saw. I think they're calling us Jen. Whatever. What if he's an insider? Wouldn't that be a surprise? <laughs> that would be funny. WC Crane up is in the house. What's up, WC? For those of you watching on Twitch or Cloud Hub. Uh, WC's over at the Foxhole app, so if you want to get to know him, uh, just kidding. But uh, he says, got to listen to you on Speaks last night for about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. From a 794-mile drive, sir. Uh, it sounds like you're headed back. And, uh, and uh, even though the journey has been uh, safe so far, I always wish you uh, safe travels, my friend. Anyone, everyone, at all times, swivel head, safe travelings, discernment. Love, power, you guys, the power of love. Philly Q, good evening. Welcome into the chats. Oh, that was something, guys. That was something. Uh, two in the pink, thank you so much for gifting the shades. My uncle died from the shedding of his life partner along with the hospital, putting him on a ventilation. I, I am sorry to hear that, two in the pink. Trust me, from my heart to yours, uh, my condolences. And that whole shedding thing, guys, let me tell you what a personal development in my life. Um, okay, so I know you guys have heard me do stories and do reports on the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates and cruise lines, the cruising industry. Well, my eldest sister, uh, the one whom I was saying that would do whatever the government tells her to do without thinking about it. Um, you know, she got me and the rest of my family into cruising. Okay, because guess what? Uh, you get all the amenities that you spend at a week somewhere else, pretty cheap, at least if you do it during the winter time, and uh, you get a lot of perks for a low rate. I mean, I agree with cruising. I love it, and I totally loathe what has happened to the industry since COVID-19. I cannot go. When COVID-19 broke out, we were scheduled for a cruise um, to go and had to delay it. And then COVID-19 happened, and then my father passed away, and then my brother-in-law, my eldest sister's husband passed away, who was also like a father to me. And, uh, you know, we were, uh, aside from that, aside from that one cruise that got canceled because of COVID, um, 
we moved, we, we canceled it and we moved it from 2019 to 2021 because president Trump was going to be in office again and COVID would be over. Right. And, uh, well that didn't happen, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, downing that black pill on that. Let me tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it's still going to end. Trump's still going to be in office or some sort of representation of that concept of constitutional uh, freedoms and liberties. You know, it's still going to happen. Even if it's not Trump, it is still going to happen. But, um, you know, my brother-in-law passes away. And um, so we move our we move our pre-COVID-19 canceled because of COVID cruise over to 2021. And that was supposed to happen in December of this year to go spread the ashes of my brother-in-law. Canceled that one because of COVID, because because uh, now it seems that uh, you have to have a vaccine uh, passport to get on the ship. And, and even once you're on the ship, if you don't have a vaccine because they're allowing for like maybe four to five percent of passengers and crew to be non-vaccinated because of medical conditions that you have to prove before boarding. But not just that, you also have to submit to three tests before boarding. You have to submit to a test before sail off and you have to submit to a test throughout the cruise. Plus every, you will be separated. You will be segregated from anyone who is vaccinated. We canceled it. We're going to move it to 2022. This is something that's carried over since 2019. We're going to move it to 2022 in the hopes that uh, this uh, joke of an, of an administration, illegitimate pedo Joe, well, no, he's Ill he's legitimately a pedo, but he's illegitimately a president, will be out of office and, uh, and uh, our prayers will be answered. And, uh, you know, the great awakening that is the new enlightenment that is you know, the, the neo-renaissance of man being awake to the evil that these people have tried to force upon us, it'll be over, you know? And we can go about and live our daily lives. And I was already going to cancel, even though it was for my brother-in-law in his memory, I was already going to cancel it because I cannot be around shedders. And this is going back to your story, Two in the Pink. Um, because I risk, I risk my health and my, I don't know if it's my life, but I definitely risk my health. Now I've been in some certain situations where, I, where, where people are like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, you know, heart attack, uh, self-induced craziness, whatever. I never think I'm going to die. I, that never crosses my mind. But, uh, I mean, I risk my health for sure. Being around a boat full of shedders. You know, and uh, I mean, that maybe that's a synchronicity right there too in the pink. And that's uh, not to sound morbid, but um, again, like, I, I'm sorry for what you're going through with your family and in that situation. But people don't understand. People do not understand that this entire RMNA gene therapy inoculation that I don't know what the percentage is of is is in America. It's definitely like not sixty or seventy percent. It's I don't think that many Americans took that, you know. But it is because of those people who chose to get the inoculation. I can't blame it on them. It's because of the uh, pharmaceutical doctors and and industries that forced them to take that and create. Now I don't know if I could blame it on them either. 
they wouldn't have made it. Pfizer wouldn't have made it. Moderna wouldn't have done it if, if they didn't have a plan on this before, right? Who's supposed to accept the blame and responsibility? Who's to be held accountable? I don't know. Maybe I do know. I don't know. That Schwab guy, right? <laughs> uh, the World, World Health Organization. I don't know, guys. All I know is seeing this, submitting this into your consciousness, inserting it into your subconsciousness, and thereby admitting it to the collective consciousness is very important. And as uh, have you guys noticed as we have moved from, I don't know, from uh, Inauguration Day 2016 with President Trump through faux Inauguration Day, uh, you know, Junta Biden through today. Have you guys noticed that uh, there's a lot of light being shined down on not only the agencies and the people, but not only the plans, but their methods and how they do it and who's involved and even the side characters. Like we're all seeing it. Have you guys noticed, you know, because back in the day, back in like, I don't know, 2006, we were lucky that someone like Alex Jones made a documentary that exposed everyone behind Obama, the Obama deception. That's right, guys. We were lucky when back in the 1990s, they made um, a, a documentary that exposed the entire Federal Reserve central banking system, which I did not even see until like 2003. You know, we were lucky. And now it seems like Everywhere we go, we have an enemy, whether they're communists or Satanists or, or Nazis or whatever they are, we have an enemy that within weeks, the counter narrative, which is typically the real, true narrative, comes out. Can you imagine the globalists sitting there? And they're watching their news propaganda. And they're like, oh, ho, ho, ho. We just got MSNBC to launch the next big false flag. Let's see them take out these patriots when we redo the insurrection of January 6th. And like the next day, someone is on the air saying, that's a damn false flag. That is a setup. Don't go patriots. They're trying to trick us and entrap us so they can further persecute us with false narratives that sets the entire country into a mindset of fear. They're sitting there saying, damn, how did they figure that out? How did they figure that crap out? How did they know? I know it guys, I know they're sitting there and they're scratching their heads and they're wondering how the hell are we getting on top of their stories? How the hell are we getting on top of the narratives that they're trying to drive against us? I'll take it back to the power of positive thinking, guys, and faith, okay? That's the reason why I do these news reports every day, because anyone else should, by all 
precedents set in the past would be totally depressed and like, I don't know, trampled on. And this shit just looks bad. You know, all of these news stories coming out every day about how they shit on all of us as Americans and just pound on us and beat us to a pulp and strip us of our liberties and kill our friends and our families and our hopes and our dreams. Screw that. I'm going to stay positive and optimistic because otherwise I would not be here, my friends. So yeah, that's about all I got to say about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into today's story because otherwise you're going to be here on my soapbox for the rest of the evening. And guys, <laughs> I know you don't want that. And it's going to be like Mr. C soap bars in the mouth. No, we ain't doing that here. I'm not that kind of person. All right, uh, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into this. And uh, thank you again, guys, for your gold pill donations. I'll try and touch up, up on it before. Well, just real quick, just real quick. Uh, thank you again, Yavapai Michael, for the can. Uh, thank you, Sean Joe, for the cookie far, far from far away for the 3,000 gold pills. Much appreciated. Or, is that 33,000? 3,000? 3, <laughs> Sorry. And uh, two in the pink for the cookie. Thank you so much. Um, and yes, uh, I mean, there's more. I just, the, the chat's been better lately. What's up, bro? Thank you so much. She says, greetings from the, uh, great white North. And I know that's not a racist statement, but we gotta, we gotta preface that for context for anyone watching outside of the foxhole, except for the lovelies over at Twitch who are holding the light on and keeping the door open for everyone else present. All right, guys, let's get into this now. Project Veritas was the name of the game, but now we've got President Trump coming up. And we have some statements from our president, President 45, President Donald Trump, the man who reignited the passion and the fire of liberty and freedom against and even civil disobedience. Would you guys not agree that what President Trump did throughout, even though he's the executive and the, uh, you know, the commander in chief, was a form of civil disobedience against the establishment and the freaking deep state and the globalists who try and conquer this world? I would say so. President Trump didn't launch nuclear weapons at the deep state globalists. You know, that would have been a, that would not have been civil disobedience, <laughs> but he chose the long game, which was the game that they play. And, uh, 3 million golden pills. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. That was a distraction. Uh, he, la he launched the long game against them guys. He used their same uh, mechanisms and their same battle plan against them. Because on paper, we're still free. You know, on paper, we are still free. So that's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. That is what we are talking about. Okay, so uh, let me see here. Let's, 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 let's get into President Trump's statements for today. All right, here comes statement number one. We got the graphics back, ladies and gentlemen. I know you guys like them. All right, uh, President Trump says, how disgraceful that so many people have been killed because of our incompetent generals. The Biden administration wanted to show that they were tough guys after they surrendered to the Taliban, which left many soldiers injured or dead and left Americans and the best military equipment in the world behind. Our country has never been so embarrassed or humiliated. And I would say thank you, President Trump. 
for reminding us about that. No, I mean, it, it cannot be short of memory. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's because there will be more moving forward um, in regards to this. You know, uh, a lot of people are coming out and they're putting their, their neck on the lines for uh, their necks on the line for, uh, you know, uh, General Victoria Mark Milley, right? The, a lot of people are coming out. They're saying uh, everything he did was in line with what uh, someone in this position should be doing. And, uh, you, I mean, so it, it does need to stay, stay top of mind. I mean, after all, uh, this, this, dare I say, man, General Victoria Mark Milley, Victoria Milley, uh, told the Chinese that he would absolutely warn them if, in fact, we were going to strike. And, and maybe what Victoria Milley is not catching here is that if a president is going to make a decision, unless they're Joe Biden, <laughs> is that fair to say? I think it's fair to say. Because cognizance, mental health... Um, <laughs> Dare I say, dare I say, continents. Joe uh, struck all three of those boxes for failing, right? President Trump never did. So I think it is fair to say then. I think it is fair to say, General Victoria Milley, do you not know if a president is making a decision, it is for a reason. And it is not upon you to undermine that office Period. Again, because uh, Joe Biden has issues with cognizance, continence, and uh, his overall health, mentally and physically. We've seen it. After all, his butt is wiped, right? <laughs> he didn't say it. He, he wiped it. Yeah, you guys know. Anyways, so yeah, I, I think that's what uh, Millie and his friends are forgetting. So uh, here comes a lengthier statement from President Trump, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, we're in for a treat because uh, he could definitely not tweet this within 10 or 15 tweets. <clears throat> All right. It's a statement from President Trump. After many years of allowing China to rip off the United States on trade and so much else, I was very tough on China, by far the toughest of any United States president in history. During my administration, China paid us hundreds of billions of dollars and finally respected the United States again. Before me, they never gave us 10 cents. For lightweight General Mark Milley to have called the Chinese to bring down the temperature of my negotiations with them, negotiations that were having a major positive impact on large-scale benefits to the United States, is outrageous. We were not going to make any military moves, never even thought of it, but we were hitting them so hard in all other ways. Long game, my friends, long game. While every other president caved to China, China was caving to me and the United States for the first time ever. Dumbo Milley inserted himself right in the middle of my trade negotiation, and if he did what is reported he would have had a profound negative effect on those negotiations. Milley is an idiot with no common sense or ability to negotiate, 
That's why he left $85 billion of the world's best military equipment in the hands of the Taliban for no reason whatsoever. That's also why 13 young warriors are not with their families tonight. Mark Milley hurt our country very badly, and he should pay a big price, just like the crooked politicians and lawyers on the Hillary Clinton campaign for the years of fake Russia, Russia, Russia stories that are now being revealed with the arrest yesterday of attorney Michael Sussman on the Democrats' law firm Perkins Coy, who was one of the heads of the operation. I have had the same fake bullshit going on for years with the witch hunt by New York District Attorney Cyrus Vance and Attorney General Letitia James, headed by never-Trumper Mark Pomerantz, who now shockingly works for the DA's office, but is a partner of the Hillary Clinton and DNC's Democrat Party never-Trumper law firm Paul Weiss, Rifkind, Wharton, and Garrison. This is unprecedented. Over 3 million pages of documents have been examined by them, a record-fishing expedition. Never Trump lawyers and law firms are used by the DA and AG to get Trump in their prosecutorial misconduct witch hunt. Anti-Trump political campaigns are viciously waged by them to get elected, and they have nothing. Murder and all forms of crime are through the roof in New York, and their focus is on Trump, despite numerous other political investigations that went nowhere. They are spending tens of millions of dollars with a vast army of Trump haters. This has been going on for years, and the people of our country are not going to take it any more. Wow, well, President Trump absolutely just prefaced tonight's entire show as we will be going into many of these stories that he just presented in this single statement. And I gotta say, ladies and gentlemen, there is no other master of the, uh, of the uh, complex sentence aside from Benjamin Franklin than President Trump and getting all of that out there and bringing all of that together in a statement that I'm sure by, uh, I'm sure, why did I not see any headlines about this today? Maybe it's because of from two days ago. So Sunday, uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, Sunday would have been the day. I guess they would have talked about this statement from President Trump in the headlines. Or maybe they just don't want people to read or know about this statement because that is a pretty thorough reaming of all of the events that have led up until now and uh, are still transpiring as uh, we sit here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, my friends. Man, all right, we're getting into that tonight, guys. What he said, we are getting into it tonight. All right, next statement from President Trump. Uh, it is incredible that our National Guard is standing at the empty Capitol, <laughs> not at our southern border, where the number of illegals coming into our country is at a level that has never been seen before. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, friends, looking at some of the footage from, to, from this past weekend, I know you guys have seen it, of all of those people crossing into Del Rio, 
I've been to Del Rio. That's where I first tried pozole, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. Like thousands of people at the banks of, not the Wishka, at the banks of the Rio Grande on either side coming through. Like if you guys could picture that body of people with armor and guns, would you not call that an invasion? We are being invaded, guys. What does history show us about, about empires that fall? During the uh, era of their fall, no, however many years it is, there is an increase, an invasion of, of immigrants, of, of other nations pouring into their country or their empire, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's part of the collapse, historically speaking, of any given empire or nation. There's always that caveat in there, that they are invaded by what? The, the Goths? by the, the Muslims, by whoever it is, in history it is recorded. You know, in history it is recorded. And we're seeing that right now. Now, I'll tell you what, guys, with this entire timeline that we are experiencing collectively because of the fact that we woke up enough to get President Trump into office in 2016. That's right. We were awake for all of you guys who were awake prior to Q, no offense to Q, but for all of those of you who were awake back in before that, we got President Trump there, okay? Because a lot of people woke up after Trump and post Q and during Q. But for those of you who were awake before that, we got him there. We got us there. We got we got ourselves there. We, we got us this grace that we are now experiencing, ladies and gentlemen. And because of that fact, because Trump was never part of the equation, we are going into the 16-year the plan. We we're already knocking on 2021, uh, you know, 2021, Agenda 21. That's what that was, guys. We would have that in full effect right now, if not for the grace of God and the patriots who were awake prior to President Trump getting into office, because we got him there, okay? We got him there. Now, all of us need to get us there. This is the next point. And, and together, the beautiful thing that, that is now, guys, is, is that's not, that's not, that's not lambasting, that's not knocking, that's not dragging down anyone who woke up after Trump. Not at all, guys, because guess what? We're so happy to have you with us. We're happy. We're grateful. Like, more grace is upon us. We have tripled the army of what existed before then. The Amish came to vote for President Trump in 2020. When was the last time you saw a horse and buggy crew come down to vote for anybody. Like, it was massive. Look at the numbers in Arizona and in Georgia that they're finding a fraud and non-existent votes and hundreds of thousands of votes that they had to, to, to plant into the electoral system in order to get their puppet in. Thou hundreds of thousands of votes, guys. We did such a good job. Damn, we did a good job. Why? 
Why even think about a black pill? Why even get discouraged that things are the way they've always been? Never, 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 guys. Don't, don't. And when we say we don't give up, don't even give up to hope and faith because we wouldn't be here without it. That's how we got here. It's how we got here, guys. It's how we got here. And we woke up double, triple what we had before. I could not have sat here. Foxhole would never have existed prior to 2016. And that says a lot because the community here is massive. It's big. Everyone's doing such a good job, you know? And I know that there are Foxhole naysayers. I know that there are Foxhole naysayers and I know that those people, it's personal or it's short-sighted because they are not even taking into consideration the vast community of patriots and people who love and would defend our country. And I'm, I'm just, I just got to say that, okay? I just got to say that, you know, I just have to say that because there are so many of us out there now. There are so many of us right now. So, you know, the timeline, guys, the timeline. H had President Trump not been in office in 2016, I guarantee it, they would have trickled, they would have, I don't know, streamlined, but very, very um, stealthily getting all of these immigrants into our country. For four years, the deep state and the communist Democrats could not get all of these immigrants, their new voting block and whatever else they want to use them for, trafficking, whatever, they could not do it because of President Trump. Now, with this reprieve that they are that they are that they that they are having, their reprieve is Trump out of office. Their reprieve is the patriots and the constitution not controlling the narrative. Okay. And that's why you see thousands of immigrants on the banks of the Rio Grande in Del Rio. And that's why it's so obvious that we are being invaded because we wouldn't see it any other way. Patriots, conservatives, true Republicans have been saying it for decades Illegal immigration, open borders, invading our country. <laughs> Laughs the Democrats and the communists. <laughs> Laugh now, ladies and gentlemen, when we see an army crossing the river to get into our country. And we wouldn't have seen it without President Trump. We wouldn't have seen it without the spirit of God and the Constitution blessing us with that grace. We can see it now and we can call it out because we know the world knows the world knows that this regime, this illegitimate joke, have failed what this country stands for. It gives us more ammunition. It gives us more to work with. Would have taken two decades to have seen. We see it now. Everything we're seeing it now. The only thing we have to do is act on it. Whether that means going to our local legislature, whether that means talking to our friends and our families and our neighbors, it's action. And that's what's happening. Let me get off my soapbox because it seems like tonight's going to be a night of many soapboxes. We're already at the top of the second hour almost and uh, we're not even halfway through. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. Next statement for President Trump. And uh, thank you so much, WC, for the 1717 uh, gold pills. I love it. We will not comply. We will not give up. Give me liberty or give me death. 100% absolutely. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Um, and uh, I think there's maybe one more in there. Blonde Blue Lady Q, thank you so much for gifting the shades. And um, my love to you, sweetie, my friend. Um, let's, let's get into this next statement. All right, guys. The largest number of illegal aliens in the history of our country are pouring in by the millions. They are totally unchecked and unvetted, can do whatever they want and go wherever they want. Our country is rapidly becoming a cesspool of humanity. Murderers, drug dealers, and criminals of all shapes and sizes are a big part of this massive migration. Tens of thousands of people are coming from Haiti, and many now from countries in Africa, even more so now than South America. Nothing is done by the corruption, uh, nothing is done by the corrupt mainstream media, and the corrupt mainstream media is um, giving almost no attention to what will be perhaps the greatest crisis in the history of our country. This is not just a border crisis. This is a crisis, a, a crisis crisis. God bless America. I had to read that second part again. <laughs> I was like, whoa, man, it's a crisis crisis, guys. It is a crisis crisis. Um, I, I don't think I need to expand on that statement based on the... Uh, everything I just experienced a few seconds ago. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, we're getting there guys. Who is that? Oh my goodness. I forgot to uh, pull down the story. Let me bring this one down here. <laughs> Sorry, get down here. Okay. And then uh, I got one more. Hold on. Let me bring that one down here. Hey, get down here. Oh no. What have I done? Oh, don't look at him. <laughs> don't worry about him. Let's just talk about her. Who dat? Who's that lady? <clears throat> Next statement from President Trump is an endorsement. Let me pull that up here for myself to share with you guys. Uh, an endorsement of Diane Harshbanger. And I will say nothing else about that, but uh, Diana Harshbanger. Oh, I, guys, forgive me. It's a harsh barger. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Diana Harshbarger. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was just trying to bring a bit of light back into this top topic up here. Diana Harshbarger. Harshbarger. Okay. I'll get this right. Um, uh, President Trump says this in regards to his endorsement of Diana Harshbarger. Uh, Congressman, Congresswoman Diana Harshbarger is doing a fantastic job as the Congresswoman from Tennessee's first congressional district. She is a tireless advocate for the people of Tennessee, and she fights in Congress for strong borders, secure elections, the Second Amendment, and our incredible vets and military. As she often says, she is an unapologetic conservative Trump Republican, and she will always put America first. Diana Harshbarger has my complete and total endorsement. And indeed, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's that's pretty cool. I did not know who Diana Harshbarger is and or was, but now I know who she is. And uh, that is good to know. People of Tennessee, it seems that you're being represented well now. I'm pretty sure President Trump takes people at 100% also and expects them to keep themselves there. 
we'll see how all these endorsements are going, guys, because uh, the media is quite afraid of the Trump endorsement when you hear uh, and you read uh, articles and reports to the effect that uh, uh, Trump and his onslaught of endorsees are coming for the White House. That's good to hear. That means they're scared because they're not spinning it with uh, other things. And there are a lot of them. But again, these guys that Trump is endorsing, because some of you all out there in the family, y'all know some of these guys better than Joe, right? I'm not talking about Biden. I'm just, you know, term of expression. Uh, they need to keep themselves there. And we already saw all the other rhinos. There's 10 of them, uh, nine of them left now that are gone. I mean, are still there. One of them's gone, the Anthony Gonzalez guy. Uh, but they have to keep themselves there. And if they want to go pull some crazy, you know, switch of hand and vote to impeach or work against the American party, right? I mean, I'm just going to say it. I'm not calling it. I'm not saying that's what it is. But the American party, America's party, you know, if they want to act against the will of the people and go and pull some shenanigans, they have no longer kept themselves at 100%. So, you know. I'll trust President Trump's endorsements and uh, these people need to keep themselves there. Otherwise, I, I depend on us to hold them accountable because that's the way it's supposed to work, right? Congressman Mike Waltz is who you are looking at on the screen. I am just going off onto so many soapboxes tonight. What is up? Anyway, so uh, Mike Waltz uh, has an endorsement from President Trump as well this evening. And it says, uh, Congressman Mike Waltz is a relentless fighter for the incredible people of Florida. As a former United States Army Green Beret, Mike is working hard in Congress to hold Joe Biden accountable for his colossal failure and deadly disaster in Afghanistan. He will not let the incompetent leader of our country get away with giving the Taliban $85 billion in American strategic military equipment, nor will he let anyone forget about our 13 great warriors whose lives were lost because of the Biden administration and their incompetence. It should have never happened. Mike Waltz is strong on China the border, the Second Amendment, and our brave military and vets, Mike has my complete and total endorsement. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen, two brand spanking new endorsements for the mainstream fake news legacy media to worry about. And uh, well, we'll see where that goes. We will be watching you endorsees of President Trump. Now, who is this clown that is... I wouldn't say gracing the uh, screen here at the C report. Well, um, a bit more of Trump news as uh, President Trump did mention in his uh, elongated statement this afternoon, this evening, uh, about all of the opposition that he is still facing even post-presidency, nay, even during his presidency, uh, in regards to uh, people just coming after him, people just trying to stop the will of the people, the will of God from succeeding. The man you see there with the bozo clown raspberry puffed cheeks is none other than Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. Okay, now a president did name him Cyrus Vance as well as Letitia James. That is the, uh, again, the New York County 
DA, District Attorney Cyrus Vance and Letitia James being the AG. Uh, we won't talk about her much tonight at all, but uh, Cyrus Vance, the man who is uh, who is leading the charge and trying to find some sort of criminal wrongdoing by President Trump or the Trump Organization. Again, the man who has sworn to bring charges against Donald J. Trump before he leaves his office as district attorney of the uh, County of New York, Manhattan district attorney, before he retires, keeping in mind that he retires and, oh, I don't know, how many days is it until Christmas? Uh, he retires uh, in December of this year. He's failed so far. <laughs> He hasn't been able to pin anything on President Trump, right? Uh, the extent of his uh, of his success has been in has been in indicting um, a an executive for the Trump Organization. You might remember him as one Alan Weisselberger, all but about the age of seventy, right? And uh, and what has he done? Uh, he's found uh, he's found Alan Weisselberger uh, guilty. And uh, we'll take this clown face off the screen. We'll move it here. That's right. Because uh, Cyrus Vance just ain't going to hear it, no matter how many times President Trump says it. Uh, but uh, indeed, uh, the DA, the district attorney's office, charged the Trump organization and uh, Weisselberger in July with uh, 15 felony counts, including schemes to defraud and grand larceny. All right. And of course, Weisselberg uh, pled not guilty. Of course, the Trump organization pled not guilty. Um, and because uh, these were what uh, these were sweeping and audacious payments is what uh, what uh, Cyrus Vance here uh, uh, threw against um, President Trump, uh, the Trump organization. Allow me to uh, separate the two and Weisselberger. And uh, he also said that uh, Weisselberger personally did not pay over $1.7 million in taxes due to his income dating back to March, 2005. Uh, but now we hear this in the uh, continuing persecution of anyone associated within the sphere of President Trump, you know, that uh, ring of trust, um, that uh, there are possibly going to be future charges to be faced by both the Trump organization as well as President Trump himself. And uh, this is coming from um, Alan Weisselberger, a Trump organization lawyer by the name of Brian Scarlatos. Now, Brian Scarlatos in the uh, hearing on Monday um, said in the court that we have strong reason to believe there could be other indictments coming again, against the uh, Trump organization, as well as President Trump himself. And again, this is an ongoing um, uh, case that this uh, Cyrus uh, Vance individual is trying to uh, uh, leave, take leave with a trophy from his position. Now, keeping in mind that uh, uh, attorneys for Trump and another Trump organization person connected to Vance's probe said that they had received no indication that more indictments could come forward. But again, uh, planting that seed out there, you know it's quite possible, at least in the day and age that we live in with the people and the characters that we see out there, 
It is quite possible that something like this could come forward, whether they're trumped up charges, no pun intended, or uh, it's just a uh, fabrication of some other true story. Um, uh, we know that that has seen, proven to be the case, especially when you think about uh, the Russian collusion hoax and other things as we are about to spill into. Um, now, Scarlato's comment came uh, during a hearing related to the host of criminal charges that Vance has brought against Weisselberg. The longtime chief financial officer for the Trump Organization, Vance's team, also charged the Trump Organization itself with financial crimes. Uh, Vance's probe is ongoing, although he himself has until December. Maybe he'll go into overtime if he doesn't get a charge by then, right? He's just looking for a charge, and he's not been successful. Uh, but yes, uh, like I said, his probe is ongoing. Um, the Wall Street Journal reported this month that two Trump Organization employees were set to testify before a grand jury, which, uh, if you ask me, that could be uh, ample evidence of possible future indictments coming against the Trump Organization and anyone else involved, including our president. Uh, but one of those employees is said to be the son of Trump Organization Chief Operating Officer Matthew Calamari. And uh, they are, uh, it is suspected that uh, he may also be facing charges this uh, Trump Organization uh, Chief Operating Officer. But uh, uh, we're throwing that out there, guys, to the fishes, because uh, let's see if this story blows up with another, I don't know, nothing burger, perhaps. Oh, my goodness. If we're going to have a swamp creature as heinous as this thing on the screen, we may as well make her look like an idiot. Uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to jump into it. <laughs> Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Durham indictment against Michael Sussman, former uh, lawyer for the Clinton Foundation and also partner over at Perkins Coy, not former, but current. Oh, my goodness. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Mark Elias leaving Perkins Coy. Uh, did Mark Elias leave Perkins Coy because he knew that Perkins Coy and maybe Michael Sussman might be uh, targeted in this John Durham indictment? Or did he leave Perkins Coy because he knew that he would be targeted in the John Durham indictment? He didn't want to affect the company. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't look like either of these entities, Mark Elias or Perkins Coy, are going to escape the light of truth falling upon them now. The sword of justice is still yet another matter to be seen in regards to Durham, but I think it's fair for myself and others to question that, not that we're lacking faith, but just uh, the timeline of the process has led us here, correct? I think you guys understand. Now, again, in regards to uh, the Russian collusion hoax and the uh, Durham indictment of Michael Sussman, again, Durham indicted Michael Sussman for lying to the FBI in regards to his connection to the Clinton campaign and working solo in everything that he, all the reports he was bringing and the interviews and investigation that he was doing into Alpha Bank and President Trump. And I'm sure I'm sure the PP dossier fits in there somewhere, right? But the point of the matter is, in uh, testimony, um, under penalty of perjury, 
in conversation with the FBI, he lied about uh, about being a political operative, uh, about being independent when he was, in fact, representing the Clintons. Now, that's why the indictment came. What we're seeing from that, though, is we're seeing that the entire Russian collusion hoax from its uh, from its um, conception all the way through its trial and error, because it was definitely an error, as the Mueller report found, uh, was orchestrated. Hmm, orchestrated. Are we talking about a conspiracy here? Are we talking about several individuals with uh, particulars in the lead uh, laying out a plan and other people acting on it? And also, I don't know, lying on uh, federal documents, colluding with other agencies, um, you know, totally taking advantage of a system that is meant to uphold the law and rule of justice. Hmm. Indeed, right? Uh, we also find in this indictment that primary funding came from the Clinton Foundation as well as DNC. Now, ha, 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 the Patriot might scoff. We knew this two years ago. Indeed, we did. Indeed, we did know this two years ago, but we also knew that Epstein had an island where he was, uh, you know, marketing children to uh, who knows the vast wealth and political powers of the world. We also knew, you know, that uh, 9-11 was an inside job, but it kind of took the research, the specialist, the PhD, but most importantly, documentation via the judicial system for it to come out and be accepted by the masses. At least those who are awake and paying attention and the uh, agencies and the outlets actually report on the stories. That is, to me, the important thing here is it is in a document that is being taken into the judicial system that will be used to weigh the checks and the balances, the yeas or the nays, the justice or the injustice. The true story is here for us to examine. Now, corrupt as the judiciary is, ladies and gentlemen, again, we got to fix it. But that's not to say that uh, we should totally abandon faith in it. Now, the Clinton Foundation and the DNC, again, primary funders of what we see is the uh, Russian collusion hoax. And uh, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, even uh, even for this Michael Sussman lawyer, Clinton Foundation, the uh, latest uh, revelations from this include the uh, Clinton funding for the Alpha Bank Trump collusion narrative that has since fallen apart and proven to be an absolute lie with nothing, nothing to verify or back up any of the allegations that sent our country into a tailspin of never-ending investigations, never-ending um, impeachment trials, and never-ending headaches given to us by the mainstream, fake, legacy, lame media. Here's a quick story coming to us from, uh, I think this actually from, um, 
Um, Sunday morning futures, right? Uh, Bartiromo talking with um, uh, talking with uh, I think it's um, uh, Junior um, Donald Junior Trump Junior about these revelations because this is this is big news, guys. Not only is the Clinton Foundation, the Clintons, tied to Fusion GPS and funding Christopher Steele for the PP dossier, right? They're also tied to the Alpha Bank conspiracy, which is a Russian bank that supposedly President Trump, via his organization, was uh, I don't know, accepting money, colluding with whatever, right? Breaking, breaking the breaking the law, breaking the law. And now it has come out through this indictment that the Clintons actually funded that narrative as well. That's big news, okay? And uh, one might say about the uh, timeliness of uh, John Durham's forthcoming. But timing is everything, guys. And right now, in my opinion, there's a storm a brewing. And John Durham is just one piece of it. Let's take a look. Welcome back. Special counsel John Durham this weekend indicted Hillary Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman, who Durham said lied about working for the Clinton campaign to construct the now debunked memo alleging that computer communications between a server at the Alpha Bank in Russia and the Trump Tower in New York were going on. The prosecutor said that he lied to the FBI when he said he was providing the information between the Alpha Bank and Trump Tower solely as a good citizen, not on behalf of any client. In fact, Clinton was paying him. It was Eric Trump who heard from reporters first who were leaked the made up story. Eric joins me right now. He is the executive vice president of the Trump Organization and, of course, President Trump's son. Eric, it's good to see you this morning. Thanks very much for being here. Were you surprised to see John Durham come out with that indictment this week? I was, Maria, and I remember this story like it was yesterday. I got an email from The New York Times. This was September 28th of 2016, saying that we had Servers connected. The Trump organizations had servers connected to some Russia bank that was being funded by Putin. I go, no, we don't go, guys. They said, yes, you do. We've got a tip. It's very, very credible. And I didn't know until literally Durham invited Michael, indicted Michael two days ago that this whole thing was actually done by the Clinton campaign. We had no idea where it came from. We worked with the FBI for a year, a year and a half. All our IT vendors worked with the FBI. They wanted one thing, Maria. They wanted a headline in the New York Times or the Washington Post saying Donald Trump or the Trump Organization under investigation by the FBI for ties with Russia, which is exactly what they got for the two years that went past that Pulitzer Prizes were won by literally, you know, writers all over the country about their great reporting on the collusion between Trump and between Russia. And we all know now that it was funded by Hillary Clinton. It's an absolute disgrace. Um, it makes our country look like a banana republic, and it just shouldn't have happened. And once again, it was the Democrats actually colluding with Russia. Nancy Pelosi uh, dealings with Russia. Hillary Clinton accepting $145 million from the uh, Russian company in her campaign. And yet they were doing what they were charging Donald Trump to be doing. And in doing so, creating an entire media scandal across the country where people were saying, Trump colluded. 
Well, that's exactly right. And where is Hillary Clinton in this conversation? Where's her voice? I mean, you better believe if Donald Trump had one of his lawyers going in to make up lies to the FBI to try and smear another campaign, you would have you better believe that he would have been on every paper around the world. Where is she? Why isn't she answering these questions? She paid for a person, a lawyer from one of the biggest law firms in the country to go in and lie to the FBI. That's what she did. And guess what? No one even rings her doorbell. No one even asks the question of her. And and that's the problem, Maria, with the Democrats. The problem with the Democrats is they dig so deep that they always find themselves. And and the reason I'm frustrated about this is every single day since my father ran for president, my father and our entire family and our company has been under investigation. Every single day, Maria, we get subpoena after subpoena after we subpoena. By, I mean, they've weaponized the entire system in this country. They've weaponized the DOJ. Yeah. They've weaponized our military. They've weaponized the educational system in this country. Right. They, they've weaponized the medical system in this country. The Democrats weaponize absolutely everything they can to use against their political opponents. Yeah. I'm going to talk more about this. We'll take a short break and come back and talk more about the... Sure you will, uh, Miss Bartiromo. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, guys. I mean, um, it's truer words, right? I don't got to say it, but they were never said before. Uh, no one's ringing down the doorbell of, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton. And uh, it's a very, I mean, guys, guys, as jaded as some of us are, as, you know, however we're feeling about it, as, as many things have never changed, it would seem that, oh, well, you know, Clinton's going to get away with this also. Things never change. Things are always the same, right? Um, I mean, yeah. I, does that mean that they will not change, though? Right? I always have to ask that question. There's always that magical possibility. Ah, who's this? Man came up too. Cl- this man came up too quick. Here, let me let me correct myself before I get too far ahead of myself. Uh, let, let's put this one back on the screen. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Because the question now is, ladies and gentlemen, will Clinton be held accountable? Will the FBI be held accountable? Now, again, um, continuing with the analysis of John Durham's indictment against Michael Sussman, a very, very meaty document filled with a lot of tea, ladies and gentlemen, stuff that we're like, eh. I mean, you would think if he's going to put this information in such a document that there's going to be uh, previous investigations, peripheral investigations, questioning, all that type of stuff, because why else would it be included? Why would it be included as fact in this document? Like as we as we went through it yesterday, we're going to we're going to do some more tonight. Why would Durham include this type of information spoken as fact, right? This is the man who's been off on, you know, the Virgin Islands holidaying for the last two years, bringing to us the facts, stating these things as fact, not as speculation, not as guessing, but as fact in his report. So put forth into his indictment on Michael Sussman. So, I mean, and again, so I uh, hats off to the gateway pundit because that's where this analysis is coming from. And I have to I have to say that. I mean, it's not my analysis, but it's most definitely informative. And we will we will explore that together. As I said, now, 
uh, for Durham to say these things in his indictment, guys, it's, it's, this is where I go. Uh, either Sussman's a fall man and it falls asleep and the Patriots and the rest of America get so pissed off because nothing happened that they find the lawyers to pick this case up because that's what it would probably take at least as far as uh, what lawfare goes, you know, engaging the judiciary. If uh, this lawyer fails to uh, move on all of the information that he put into this indictment, I, I would think that would be our recourse, get another lawyer to pick it up. You know, I mean, uh, pity be if we just let it, oh, Durham didn't do anything. Let's just uh, cry in the corner and accept things that uh, have always been the same as they always will be forever. Screw that. Where is that uh, indomitable uh, spirit that uh, is here for the better, the good of all, and for change in this status quo that has seemed to have crept up upon us like a uh, sailor's net, you know? So, I mean, that's all I'm saying, guys. Um, let it be what it's going to be. But uh, it has not begot yet. So here's some more information from the indictment. Will Clinton and the FBI be held accountable? Because they're all part of this. And uh, we know it. We've known it. Just like we knew about Epstein more than 10 years ago. Where were you when they arrested Epstein for the last time? I was like, whew, man, we've known about this forever. I was like, I can't believe it's finally hitting the headlines. I'm no longer a conspiracy theorist. Gee, well, I mean, we've known about this. Don't let the fire die, guys. Don't let it burn out. we got to keep going. Now, according to this uh, um, indictment, uh, again, we see that Michael Sussman billed his time, His he was getting paid for, to G, uh, Fusion GPS, okay? That's something that we have learned from the indictment and that he was acting as an agent of the Clinton Foundation, also paying for Fusion GPS. Now, in the indictment, it said, and this, this is John Durham's words, not mine, indeed, and as Sussman concealed and failed to disclose, one, Sussman had spent time drafting one of the white papers he provided to the FBI general counsel and billed that time to the Clinton campaign. Okay, he's not saying that under a cloud of speculation. He's not, uh, he's not trajecting. He is saying this as a matter of fact in this indictment, okay? That one little piece right there is enough for a thousand attorneys who have a good heart and a sense of, uh, of legal responsibility to go after the Clintons, wouldn't you think? Okay, so he just named the Clinton campaign as being a funder of this Michael Sussman, okay? Uh, another, um, another thing that Sussman concealed and failed to disclose, number two, the United States investigative firm which at the time was also acting as a paid agent of the Clinton campaign, drafted another white of those white papers. Okay, so uh, this um, United States investigative firm, along with Michael Sussman, were drafting white papers for the Clinton Foundation, Clinton campaign. They were being paid for it. That's from the indictment, ladies and gentlemen. Hard facts in the indictment. Is nothing coming? Gotta ask.
Now, Sussman was acting as an agent for the Clinton campaign. And that also means that the Clinton campaign may be in the crosshairs of one John Durham. Hmm. I mean, come on. Now, paragraph 33 of the indictment also explains or it lays out the identities of the others who are in uh, who are implicated in this conspiracy. So, again, guys, he's calling them all out. It might not be by name, because I'm sure that's a legal matter somewhere, but he uh, he's doing it by title also. Which to me would say the man maybe was not in the Bahamas or, you know, down south of the border. He might have been working. And, and as per the timeline, and I really need to stop speculating because I know it's hurting my credibility. But like, as far as the timeline goes, I, I just kind of feel like uh, he was put on hold until the American people or till the environment and the atmosphere of the country was at such a point that uh, this would just be the cherry on top of the great awakening that is currently happening now. Speculation. I'll stop it. It's hurting my credibility. But I like to speculate. I don't know. I, I, I think out things in my head out loud sometimes, and I probably shouldn't do it on air. But anyways, okay, so uh, paragraph 33 of the indictment, again, like I said, lays out the identities of others implicated in this conspiracy. It says, and I quote, Further demonstrating that Sussman carried out the aforementioned work on behalf of his clients, Sussman continued in the weeks following this meeting to coordinate with tech executive number one, campaign lawyer number one, and the United States investigative firm to disseminate the Russian bank one, alpha, the Alpha Bank from Russia, the Russian bank one allegations to the media Sussman continued to bill his time for such work to the Clinton campaign. Again, hard facts in the indictment, not talking out of an educated guess, but perhaps out of investigative duty. Durham has just said that Sussman continued to share the coordinated efforts of tech executive one, campaign lawyer one, and the U.S. investigative firm to spread these lies throughout the media while being paid by the Clinton campaign. That's what he said in layman's terms. Now, everyone asks, who are, because again, he's giving uh, generals, uh, tech executive one, campaign lawyer one, a uh, U.S. investigative firm, nothing specific. I don't know. I, I'm not a student of law, so I don't know if that is something that uh, they cannot do. But uh, here's the, here's, here. Look at Hillary Clinton, Russia, Russia, Russia. Anyways, okay. Number one, Rodney Joffe, tech executive number one. Rodney Joffe of Newstar is alleged to be the mentioned tech executive number one. Now, there's also speculation that it could be the former CEO of Google, or Go Ogle, as I like to call them. That would be one Eric Schmidt. Uh, but indeed, friends, uh, according to the investigation of John Durham, the man that they are fingering as tech exec one would be Rodney Joffe of Newstar. Okay. And it is highly likely that he is now a target of this investigation. 
and that he will likely be indicted. We will see what happens, folks. But that's what this analysis states. Mark Elias of Perkins Coy. I know you guys know who Mark Elias is. And yes, he does look like the drag queen divine out of makeup. Uh, God rest your soul, Glenn. But uh, Mark Elias of Perkins Coy, recently separated of Perkins Coy, um, is uh, the one who's being named as campaign lawyer number one. Because Mark Elias was specifically the campaign lawyer for the Clinton campaign and also the DNC and other Democrat entities. He is most likely being fingered by John Durham as being campaign lawyer number one, Mark Elias, formerly a partner of Perkins Coy, conveniently separated, I would say. And uh, because he has been fingered in this uh, indictment, it's quite possible that he will also be indicted. Um, by um, Durham during this entire investigation, if he, I, I guess he would not have been already. Fusion GPS, the name, the firm that we've heard about so many times, is in fact the United States investigative firm, generally speaking, in the John Durham indictment against Michael Sussman. Now, uh, Fusion GPS, uh, again, um, uh, has a lot to do with this and much, much more. We haven't even gotten into uh, friggin' uh, Ukraine yet, but uh, Durham's team again has not leaked a single piece of information about the legal statuses of Mark Elias, uh, this uh, uh, Rodney Joffe, or um, Fusion GPS. But again, based on previous investigations of FBI corruption connected to uh, the Whitey Bulger case, they're seeing a parallel here in that uh, it is highly unlikely that he will be ignoring their role in enabling this conspiracy against a sitting president, meaning that uh, he's just, uh, he's just uh, again tilling the soil of what's to come. I said I wouldn't speculate, but here I go again. I know we have a reason to feel this way, ladies and gentlemen. We have an absolute reason to feel this way. All right, guys. So the members of the Clinton campaign staff that are also implicated in this conspiracy are identified in the indictment. That's right, guys. Not just the top dogs. Not just the uh, not just the uh, um, the um, storytellers of this conspiracy, but also the henchmen that followed through on these orders. Now, on paragraph twenty-five e of the indictment, it uh, it it implicates those Clinton campaign staff members. Uh, it says on or about September fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. Campaign lawyer number one, otherwise known as Mark Elias, exchanged emails with the Clinton campaign's campaign manager, as well as the uh, Clinton campaign's communications director, and also the Clinton campaign's foreign policy advisor concerning Alpha Bank or Russian Bank number one and the allegations that Michael Sussman had recently shared with the reporter. Okay. We'll talk about that reporter in just a minute. He's coming up too. Um, but uh, again, uh, yeah, 
campaign uh, lawyer, exchanging emails with a campaign manager, communications director, foreign policy advisor. Now, guys, I apologize. I don't have their photos, uh, but that would be um, Mar- Robbie Mook. Robbie Mook would have been uh, the uh, ca- Clinton campaign manager. Uh, an individual by the name of Jennifer Palmieri uh, ac- uh, was the uh, Clinton campaign communications director. And uh, one Jake Sullivan served as the foreign policy advisor to the Clinton campaign. Now, it is not known if any of those three have been interviewed by Durham's team, but it would be shocking if they had been left alone, considering that they are fact witnesses at a minimum to Sussman's alleged provocations. There's a lot of strings here to tie up, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. But uh, this is the meat of the indictment, and I think it should at least be shared amongst the, uh, I don't know, the uh, collective consciousness, particularly if it is at risk or in danger of being vanished. Let us let it be known that this information was laid out before a court, just in case they try and memory hole it. Okay. Now, finally, there is also an implication of the CIA in this indictment. Uh, While Durham's indictment of Sussman does not specifically identify the CIA, the language of the indictment points towards a leader of the CIA. Now, the indictment reads, in or about late 2016 and early 2017, tech executive originator number one, and researcher number two continued to compile additional information and data regarding Russian Bank Alpha Bank in Russia and gathered other purported data allegedly involving Trump-related computer networks and Russia, collectively known as the updated allegations. This is all lawyer speak. Now, Sussman would later convey these allegations to another United States government agency, here known as agency number two. Doing so, and as alleged below, Sussman repeated in substance the same false statement he had made to the FBI general counsel that he was not acting on behalf of a client. Now, on or about February 9th, 2017, Sussman met with agency number two employees, here to be known as employee one and employee two, at a location outside the District of Columbia. At the meeting, the following in substance and in part occurred. A. Sussman stated falsely, as he previously had stated to the FBI General Counsel, that he was not representing a particular client. In truth and in fact, and as Sussman had acknowledged to the former employee just days earlier, Sussman was representing a client. And B, Sussman disclosed that law firm was active in representing several Democrat Party causes. Talking about Perkins Coy here. Sussman disclosed that Perkins Coy was active in representing several Democrat Party causes and office holders, including both the DNC and Hillary Clinton. Sussman stated, however, that such work was unrelated to his reasons for contacting agency 
number two. Now, after the meeting, oh, this is this is still the indictment, guys. After the meeting with Sussman, employee one and employee two drafted and revised a memorandum for the record that reflected the above described statements by Sussman. Meaning, of course, Sus uh, Durham could tell you these things because he probably read the memorandum for the record that employee one and employee two filed. Now, again, Durham would not have included this information in the indictment if his team had not already interviewed the CIA employees and obtained the documentary evidence thereof. Now, again, guys, now, like I said, this analysis comes from Gateway Pundit, right? And even the author of it, one of the uh, Hoff brothers, twins, you know, had to tell his readers, I'm not trying to fill you with hopium. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, uh, puff us up into some victory dance uh, prematurely, you know. But again, it's important to review these details because it emphasizes that Durham and his team are not just looking at pursuing the lying charge against Sussman, but that perhaps something bigger is at play and on my part, that should this be memory hold, we know what was in that indictment. And hopefully we can find a way to act against a memory hole, against a Patsy Fallman in Michael Sussman. Because there is so much more involved in this indictment. There's so much more that he gives us clues for. And, and, and trust me, guys, I'm, I'm sitting here like... Don't tell me this is going to be another 2020, uh, you know, um, um, election fraud hearing that's going to be dismissed so that only later patriots would uh, act on it. And we're seeing it now. Huh. It better not be that. They're probably not like, it better not be John Durham's going to give you the juice so that the American people can act on it when it fails in the judicial system. But guys, that is the long game and it's not without a probability if you look at the 2020 presidential election, even though you know, um, there was a pretty good description of the uh, plenary powers that we were not, um, we did not have standing for as an individual or as a defender or as a lawyer for the Trump campaign. That's another, that's an another story entirely. But anyways, I would say guys, just uh, take it with a grain of salt and also um, stay positive guys, stay positive. There's in, in, in thought and in, in speech, if not action, right? Because those are three different things and wrangling those three things, action, speech, and thought is hard enough, but stay positive, okay? Think positive because if we don't think positive, we are already defeated, and let me tell you one thing, guys, I will not join a fight that I think I will be defeated in. So why am I going to be negative? Because that's already the defeatist mentality. And if you want to if you want to shed light on the negativity, at least bring a solution to the table. OK, <laughs> to curve that negative energy with something that uh, could be uh, perceived as positive. Anyways. All right. So uh, that's it for this analysis on the indictment. Again, guys, a lot of people are being named here in this indictment. A lot of different activities are being spotlighted. So let us 
hope that it will move forward at least in a way that we that is befitting the crime right that we're seeing all right next figure to consider in this entire trump russian collusion debacle uh, again more of the light being shed upon the world and the people about everyone involved and anything that could have happened um a new um not 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 judicial allegations not not law constricting allegations uh, but allegations indeed are being uh, um, brought upon the uh, White House counsel team member, one Pat Cipollone. Now, you guys might remember Pat Cipollone from such films as Trump indict, uh, impeachment number one and number two. <laughs> Pat Cipollone uh, represented President Trump during the impeachment trials. And uh, it has come out that during the final days of the Trump presidency, President Trump had, in fact, declassified very important documents that related to the DOJ and the FBI's misconduct involving and surrounding the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Okay, so you guys might have remembered President Trump talking about that, like uh, he uh, he declassified all of these Trump-Russia collusion hoax um, um, documents. Um, but, but apparently these thousands of documents that were declassified with instructions to be released to the public and also provided to journalists, um, never took place. They were never released. Okay. They were, they were never released. So Pat Cipollone comes into view here as representation. And Pat Cipollone is also being blamed by Trump allies for withholding those documents. So the question comes up here, guys, is did Pat Cipollone withhold these declassified Russia hoax documents? Okay. Did he do that? Is it is it true now to the teeth that President Trump could not know who to trust? in his inner circles and outer circles and circles in general, gen general. Well, uh, let's take a look real quick at this clip. Um, this comes from, I think, oh, oh news mask. Hmm. Might want to consider that source. Mr. C news mask, um, had a, uh, um, a spot about this story on the, um, uh, what was it? The, uh, the uh, uh, Stinchfield show. I'm kind of I'm kind of afraid we're going to get a com uh, commercial here. Let me see. I knew it. A commercial cometh. Okay, let me take care of that real quick, and I'll I'll talk a little bit about it. Now on uh, on this, I think it's Greg Stinchfield over there on um, a news mask. Um, he he he's the one who brought this student of a. Uh, the American public about uh, Pat Cipollone withholding these documents from uh, Grant Stinchfield. I apologize, not Greg. Grant Stinchfield withholding these declassified documents from the American public and from also the lawyers. Uh, so uh, we'll check out this clip real quick from his show where he's calling out Pat Cipollone. Bear in mind, John Solomon of Just the News is also included in this story as a guest. We'll see what they've got to say. We'll see if a uh, Pat should be held accountable. 
Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Stinchfield. When news broke that the special counsel appointed by the Trump administration to investigate the origins of the Russian collusion investigation indicted an attorney connected to Hillary Clinton, that's the belief, I said to myself, that's it, some cybersecurity guy who's being accused of making false statements to the FBI, this investigation has been going on for years, and this is all we get? Is some attorney tied to the DNC? Where are the FBI agents that colluded and falsified documents to sink President Trump? Where are the Clinton staffers and government higher-ups that I am convinced played a role in the illegal smear campaign against President Trump and his allies? So I may have some answers here. A former White House insider with direct knowledge surrounding the Russian collusion case tells me before leaving office, President Donald Trump declassified thousands of Russian collusion documents. I'm told those documents directly implicate a number of FBI agents. I'm also told they will prove those agents weaponized the FBI and engaged in criminal activity. These documents will also show the FBI waged illegal political warfare on behalf of none other than the Democrats and of course, the Hillary Clinton campaign. This high-ranking source from inside the Trump White House tells me former White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, the custodian of those documents, is disobeying a direct order from his former boss by refusing to release the documents. President Trump even directed Cipollone to turn over those unclassified documents to a well-known reporter highly respected for his in-depth and fair reporting on the Russian collusion hoax. I'm talking about John Solomon from Just the News. He never got those documents. All of that, I'm told, has yet to happen. I'm also told President Trump only learned just this week that Pat Cipollone, his White House counsel, refused to follow through with his order to release the documents in their entirety. So instead, they sit hidden from public view, slow walked, apparently, by a man who should be loyal to President Trump. But now it appears, what, is he part of the deep state establishment? This refusal to release all of the Trump declassified documents is one reason why other former White House insiders loyal to President Trump believe the Durham report may be delayed. They tell me, Pat Cipollone, has a history, and this is their quote, of underserving President Trump and caused, quote, much frustration inside the Trump White House. Now, I tried to reach out to Pat Cipollone to get his response to these allegations. I left him a voice message. I texted him. Allegations are these disobeying President Trump and sitting on these important documents. I only got a call from an associate who disputed the so slow walk allegation, insisting Durham has all the documents he needs. President Trump should be outraged by all of this. And again, it's more evidence that my president never knew who he could fully trust, even inside his own White House. That, I believe, was his biggest challenge as president. As for that indictment against the Democrat lawyer, Michael Sussman, he stands accused of making false statements to the FBI during the 2016 presidential campaign. The indictment is for lying to the FBI about potential cyber links between a Russian bank and a company owned 
by a former by former President Donald Trump. Now, the FBI found no merit to Sussman's allegations. Absolutely none. The New York Times reports Durham investigators believe Sussman was actually secretly working for the Clinton team at the time. Sussman, of course, denies that and any wrongdoing. His lawyers insist he'll be cleared. We shall see. What I want, though, are those documents related to the Russian collusion investigation that were declassified by President Trump before he left office. There were thousands of them. They need to be released. Holding them from the public is about as swampy as it gets. Well, joining me now is the founder of Just the News, the reporter, the man who should have been given all of those documents at President Trump's direction, John Solomon. John, welcome to the program. Great to be with you. Uh, you got that story just right about the documents. There's no doubt about it. John, what's in them? Why would he hold these documents from you? This could help the president. It could help inform the public. Yeah, listen, on the 19th of January, I met with the president. I was told I was going to get these documents. I got to see them in a declassified state uh, that night, and I was told a, a box was coming my way in the next 24 hours, and that didn't happen. And it's funny, that night as all this was going on and people were telling me, a handful of people scooped up some of the documents that were on one of the tables. They're declassified, nothing wrong with this. And they just threw them in an envelope and sent them to me because they were fearful that something was going to happen to the larger batch. And I think over the last eight months, their fears have come true. So very shortly after the president declassified, I was able to break some very big stories. I got a hold of all of Christopher Seale's FBI handling reports, including his uh, September 17 report, where he basically told the FBI not only was he working for Hillary Clinton, he wasn't really sure what he had was real or even truthful or uh, accurate. Uh, so we were able to get some of those out, but the large batch of those that have not that were declassified and were never given to me, I've now been told that the lawyers did not comply with the president's instructions to give them to me or to the public, and they were sent now to the National Archives where we have to hunt for them there. And, and look, it's going to be what? Freedom of information request. They could stonewall yes. you now to get those documents when you could have just That's been right. given to you. Um, I've said for four years while President Trump was in office, his biggest challenge was knowing who he could trust in that White House. I don't know why he wouldn't comply with the order. Do you have any idea why Pat Cipollone would not comply? I don't know who made the final decision, who had what. I've heard different names of different people that had the documents in their possession. But at the end of the day, the biggest loser isn't John Durham. It isn't uh, President Trump. It's the American public. These documents would give us a complete accounting of one of the greatest political dirty tricks ever carried out in American history. And the president did the right thing. He declassified them. And somehow the team around him has managed to keep it from the American public for nearly nine months. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that just infuriates me. And it, and it should infuriate just about everybody who supports President Trump and is in search of the truth, which is really all we want. So that brings right. us to this latest indictment. You know, I call it somewhat of a dud. I mean, I, I'm interested that he's <laughs> supposedly connected to the Clinton campaign and, right. and you know, he lied to investigators. Fine. But where are the big indictments that we've all been waiting for? Yeah, so there's still m much more activity. This indictment was only uh, handed up today because there was a statute of limitations of September 19th. It's five years to the day when Mr. Sussman met with the FBI and gave them what essentially turned out to be a bogus Russia collusion allegation. Um, uh, there are more things in the work. There's more grand jury activity. This investigation was delayed for a long time by witnesses who challenged subpoenas and fought uh, uh, Special Prosecutor Durham. So it's been much more slow, but this is a prosecutor that is 
tenacious, and I don't think he is anywhere near being done. I think you may see more indictments, and you will see a really remarkable, robust report based on the reporting I'm doing. But there's one important thing to think about tonight. Uh, there was a little preemptive leak last night in the New York Times, but when we got the indictment, Mr. Sussman's activities are pretty egregious. He was paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign to put together this allegation of secret computer communications between Moscow and, and Trump. Before he gave it to the FBI, the people around him told him it might be a red herring. It didn't look to be true. He nonetheless then walked it into the FBI to the general counsel, very high in the FBI, gave him the documents and told the guy, according to the indictment, this, I'm not doing this on behalf of any client. I'm actually doing this because I'm a good citizen. The FBI took that as, well, okay, we'll go look at it. They later found out that the, uh, this man, Mr. Sussman, was charging all this work to Hillary Clinton's campaign, including the day he met with the FBI, he billed the Hillary Clinton campaign for that. This was a dirty political trick. And it ties the Clinton campaign to this, which is really what we've suspected all along. That's the big news here, right, John? Absolutely. And remember, what Sussman's doing is going on simultaneous to what Christopher Steele's doing. Same month, Christopher Steele's meeting with media, meeting with the, White, uh, with the FBI, meeting with the State Department. And all of these Clinton operatives are trying to flood the FBI with Russia, 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 trying to make it look like there was a Donald Trump problem that we now know didn't exist. Yeah, amazing. John Solomon, you've done tremendous work on the uh, Russian Thanks, collusion Frank. hoax and so many other stories as well. I appreciate you coming in and laying out the story about these documents. I wish you would have gotten them. It would have saved us a lot of time, that's for sure. Well, I'm not gonna sleep until we get them. Hey, I'm Rob Finnerty. Thanks for. I don't care who you are, Mr. Rob, but okay. So very interesting story, guys. And uh, I mean, again, who could President Trump trust when he was in office? Who could he not trust? I mean, it, it, it's it's. I don't even think it fully illustrates, or nor will we ever fully understand the extent of uh, you know what President Trump did and survived while he was in office, optically speaking. Um, this entire situation uh, with um, uh, Attorney Cipollone, and I love how you guys are calling him Patsy Baloney. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, you know, this, this interview illustrates several things, guys. Uh, it illustrates several things. Um, I, I, really, uh, it, I really appreciate how John Solomon basically expelled the weight, expelled the length of time that uh, John Durham has taken on this investigation by informing us that the reason why it's lasted this long, if you think about all of the people that we've read about in this investigation and this in indictment, from uh, tech exec one to employee one and two to agent one and two to all the other people that have been named and listed, in what we've read, just what we've read here at the Sea Report. And John Solomon saying that uh, he's being confronted by all of these uh, characters that are challenging and opposing what he's doing and taking it to court, which means that potentially uh, John Durham has to wait on a judge to decide when he can move forward or if there's a restraining order. We don't know. We don't know, guys. We don't know, you know? That's why I've been saying for at least a couple of weeks that uh, perhaps this entire thing since uh, 2020 uh, has been an exercise in patience, has been an exercise in faith, 
has been an exercise in integrity, which would include action because faith without works is dead, you know? Um, and that's not to be preachy. And that's definitely not to, to jump on my own kind of high horse because Lord knows that I need improvement in those areas as well. And perhaps that's why I'm experiencing it and sharing this experience with people around the world and around the country. You know, when are we going to get our country back? When are we going to take back humanity? When are we going to thrive as a, you know, as a well-meaning, um, you know, body of individuals on this planet? Um, a lot could be said about that. But, you know, uh, John Solomon stated what he stated and, uh, you know, uh, kind of weighing out how I'm going to present this. But, you know, there's there's always room for a good wrench in the work, right? You know, like, um, as far as Cipollone goes, um, there there's another perspective to take and not in his defense because really the question here should be asked. If uh, Cipollone chose not to share those documents because the declassified information was to be withheld under the auspices of first giving it to John Durham to conduct his review. Okay. Because as you might have noticed, nothing has been leaked during this Durham investigation, right? Which actually does lend it towards being, you know, integritous, you know, because if John Durham were an agent of the globalist or deep staters, just like uh, Adam Shifty Shift, he would have been leaking like a sieve. He would have had the most loose butthole, just like Adam Shift. Sorry to be so crass, but incontinence is far more than an inconvenience, ladies and gentlemen. He would have had the loosest butthole, looser than Adam Schiff, leaking during the Russia, 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 just to get the wrap up smear campaign and get public opinion going in a certain direction. Uh, but that has not happened during the John Durham case. So when I was reviewing this story and trying to decide whether or not to share it with you guys, because it could go one of two ways, um, you know, all of the information that went into the Durham report has been classified per an, an ongoing investigation. Uh, so a fair question would be to ask is if whether or not uh, Cipollone, you know, uh, withheld that information for those reasons, though it would have assisted a president. And that's the long game, guys. If That's an illustration of the long game. With our frustration, with our impatience, with everything that comes around us wanting justice to be served, is there all of these things that we don't know or see including what John Solomon just expressed in regards to the individuals whom John Durham is investigating and all of the pushback that they're putting out there. Take it as a wrench or take it as um, a, a, a moment to gain a new, um, I don't know, wrinkle in your brain, a new, a new learning moment, a, a new moment to consider in this ongoing investigation when we're talking about the length of time and the only reason that this investigation, this indictment dropped was because the five-year statute of limitations of when Michael Sussman first create, uh, committed this crime of perjury was about to expire. Why is John Durham taking up until he hits his um, SOL? Could it be because the uh, atmosphere and the environment of the Americas and the um, 
state of the American body people is not where it needs to be yet because timing is everything. Timing is everything. That is yet to be seen, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you guys don't hate me for that wrench. <laughs> I hope y'all don't. Who's this fool? This is uh, another piece of the Russian collusion, another piece of this hoax, another piece of this conspiracy. It, it looks like it hurts him to smile in this photo, honestly, guys. But uh, this is another loose string that is being tied together to illustrate to us, but we already knew this, to maybe to illustrate to the rest of the world, maybe to illustrate to the Americans who are finally starting to wake up that... Uh, not only are uh, people in your government corrupt, not only are leaders corrupt, not only is uh, lawyers corrupt, not only do they conspire with uh, you know political parties and media corporations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this is a testimony to that. Uh, this is uh, a journalist by the name of Franklin Foer. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But anyhow, um, a, a good illustration of how political parties, conspirators, use the corrupt media to their benefit. Now, uh, Fox News reported that journalist Franklin Foer appeared to admit this past Friday that he was the journalist who was mentioned in a federal grand jury indictment, uh, that would be against Michael Sussman, who sent 2,500 words of his story to Fusion GPS um, uh, the day before it was published. Oh, me looky long time. Oh, FBI agents in, uh, FBI agents undercover at January 6th. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just like Adam Shift leaks like a sieve, right? They have their players in the media. So let this be an example so many things, guys. So many things that the people who are asleep would deny and throw in our face are being brought to light under the uh, under the uh, blindfold of justice, because justice is currently being miscarried. But uh, I don't know. I feel like she might be course correcting. Uh, we see this coming out of the indictment, and uh, this journalist stepping forward. Now, the research firm hired by the Hillary Clinton campaign to investigate President Trump, uh, wrote, uh, wrote him it was time to hurry. Uh, they wrote to this journalist here on the screen, and they told him that it was time to hurry on the story for left-wing outlet Slate, linking the Trump organization to a Russian bank, Alpha Bank, before the 2016 election. So documentation that um, Fusion GPS told this journalist here, you need to get the story to the presses. And again, this is according to the indictment by John Durham against Michael Sussman. Now, Sussman, again, is accused... We, we know what he's accused of. Um, we know what he's accused of. But uh, yeah, so so this man here is 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 being named also a member of the press, a member of the media. Oh, isn't it funny how that's all linked together? Can we connect the dots, sleeping America? Do, do we have to have a Nexium sex human trafficking ring bust occur just so you can comprehend that someone like Jeffrey Epstein was running the exact type of thing, well, grander, 
for political heads of office as well as business and financial heads of office as well as other world leaders. As I'm sure even military was involved, but they ain't going to come forward on that yet. It's an illustration. It's a macrocosm to the. It's a microcosm to the macrocosm of what we're dealing with. Now, uh, this journalist uh, Fo Franklin Foer was pressured by Fusion GPS, who in the lawsuit is referred to as U.S. investigative firm. If we don't remember, to hurry up and publish his story about the possible back channel between Trump and the Russia Bank, Alpha Bank, according to the indictment. And they referred to him as reporter number two. So this guy came forward and was like, oh, I'm reporter number two. Why he did it, I don't know. Maybe he had a crisis of conscience, but hey, we'll take it, right? We'll take this Nicki Minaj red pill right here named Franklin uh, Four uh, for giving us that information. Uh, now, lastly, uh, the last string that we will... Uh, tie together tonight in regards to the story because let me tell you what guys you'll want to hear about durham i'll do as best as i can to find the information about durham and trump and this entire investigation that's why we're sharing it with you here guys tonight because i know a lot is resting on durham it's not just the q thing guys a lot is resting on durham and we need this information i'm gonna sit like him right Regardless of where it goes, we need to have this information. We need to have this understanding. We we need to know the truth is out there. We just need to make sure they act on it. And if they don't, so we know what to do next, okay? Or figure it out somehow. There are a lot of smart people in this community. There's even some people involved in law. And so we need to know this information. So again, Here's the last string we're going to tie together regarding the uh, Fusion GPS, uh, John Durham, Michael Sussman indictment, um, uh, Russia, 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 Russia collusion, Trump hoax, all that stuff, right? Now, this one's very pertinent. This one's very important, guys. Very important. We've seen this gameplay before. We have seen this gameplay before. Now, pictured on the screen here is one Judge Christopher Cooper. What is interesting about Judge Christopher Cooper? Well, it just so happens that Judge Christopher Cooper is uh, actually the judge that will be uh, standing during the Michael Sussman indictment um, uh, case. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, judge Christopher Cooper is the judge who has been appointed um, to uh, hear this trial. Why is that a problem, you might ask, Mr. C? That Judge Christopher Cooper, who's sitting there in his resolute democratness, a problem for this case. Well, let it be known, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Judge Christopher Cooper is the spouse, by law, um, of one... Uh, ex-FBI lawyer named Lisa Page. <gasps> you guys, of course, remember Lisa Page, right? <laughs> it's just like Maricopa County, where you had the judge in charge married to Bill Gates, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisor Chairman. Oh, how do these uh, Democrats, communists, figure out how to get so linked up and incestuous in the judiciary, the executive, the media, the school, the legislative. 
boy, someone laid out this game plan to them a long time ago, and it's about time that Americans or just red-blooded, God-fearing people woke up to it, right? Well, uh, Judge Christopher Cooper has ties to leading Democrats and is a key figure in discrediting the Trump-Russia probe, a man who has publicly discredited the Trump-Russia Pope should disqualify him from hearing the case of Michael Sussman. Okay? He is a lawyer who fed anti-Trump dirt to FBI. Oh, we're talking about Michael Sussman. But anyhow. So, yes. Yeah, so, the special counsel appointed to oversee the probe into FBI's investigation of President Donald Trump's indicted Michael Sussman. And... Um, it's very quite interesting that this man just happens to be the spouse of a woman who had so much animus, as was presented to us, against President Trump. You'd almost think that these guys were not just working for the same team, but damn right on the same payroll of the same company that manufactured it, right? Now, FBI notes appear to suggest that as vice president, illegitimate Joe Biden played a role in the Democrat Party project to smear President Trump as a Russian asset by raising the obscure, disused 18th century statute, the Logan Act, as possible vehicle for prosecuting General Michael Flynn for speaking with Russian ambassadors to Washington. Oh, but we're not uh, we're not prosecuting General Victoria Milley for talking to China and to warning them about our moves. Even after the FBI case agents had cleared Trump's incoming national security advisor of wrongdoing. Now um, we see this case here. Current and former officials say the federal district court judge Christopher Cooper's professional and personal relationships with top Democrats and figures behind the FBI's Trump investigation should force him to recuse himself. And I'm sure you guys would agree with me on that. Cooper's wife represented disgraced FBI lawyer Lisa Page, uh, represents disgraced uh, FBI lawyer Page, and she oversaw FBI's Trump probe. Now, in September of 2016, Sussman met with Page's boss, right? So Sussman is already familiar with Lisa Page, who is this man's wife who was uh, then FBI general counsel, James Baker, the former DOJ cybersecurity expert, handed Baker documents falsely asserting that Trump's organization's computer servers were communicating suspiciously with the computer servers of Russian financial institution Alpha Bank. Okay, that's the backstory. Now, in regards to Christopher Cooper, aside from his connection to Lisa Page, which is obvious, whose connection to Michael Sussman took him to the FBI. Judge Christopher Cooper was also appointed to the bench by Obama in 2013. And um, he is also well-connected in Democrat Party legal circles. DOJ head Merrick Garland officiated this judge's 1999 wedding to Amy Jeffress, whom I'm guessing is uh, before Lisa Page, right? 
So Merrick Garland, the current, uh, the current uh, uh, vote suppression, pro-abortion calling head of the DOJ, officiated this man's wedding. So it makes you kind of wonder where this Michael Sussman trial is going to go, right? We're putting the information out there not to disparage us and not to bring us a lack of hope. But so we know how the game is being played as it unfolds if it goes that way. We have to see, right? Hmm. Hmm. Redemption. Faith in humanity. Faith in the human spirit. That's where I stand. I pray thee, Judge Christopher Cooper, that you do the right thing, have integrity, and have a sense of consciousness and morality, and don't play into the sides that you seem to have been born into. Here's some more information about Judge Christopher Cooper. Both Cooper and his uh, former wife, Jeffress, worked at the DOJ during the Obama administration. He was part of the 2008 presidential transition team. And uh, she, his former wife, was the national security counselor for Obama's attorney, <gasps> Eric Holder. Now, if this man's not going to redeem himself and he's going to, you know, poo-poo faith in humanity and not do the right thing and not have a conscience and not have morality. Perhaps the word will get out to someone out there in the audience or maybe someone who knows someone in the legal field and uh, we can force the man to recuse himself because this man should not be hearing the trial of Michael Sussman, who clearly plays for the same team that his wife, Lisa Page, played for. Clearly, right? And finally, um, uh, this uh, former wife of him, Jeffries, wrote approvingly of uh, Attorney General Garland's focus on domestic terrorism. We're right about to jump into that, ladies and gentlemen. Domestic terrorism, Judge Merrick Garland, pro-abortion, anti-election uh, anti integrity, and definitely anti-American love and power brought to the front. That would be, you know, the militias and, you know, we be, we the people who gather to uh, peacefully, uh, peacefully congregate, otherwise known as uh, domestic terrorism nowadays. This, uh, this could be a, a very strong case for his recusal. But funnier things have happened, ladies and gentlemen. Funnier things have happened. Judge Amaro, we'll talk about him in a minute, you know, over in Georgia, Democrat president. He uh, let things go forward, and now we're seeing some choppiness over there. But uh, also in also in, in Arizona, we had a I think like an Obama or a appointed uh, person doing some funny stuff. But uh, speaking of domestic terrorism, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I thank you all for tuning in tonight to tonight's C report. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope it's been somewhat informative for you all, if not slightly entertaining. Uh, thank you for joining us. We are definitely in overdrive. I don't know how this happened. I know it was not 13 minutes of the Project Veritas COVID vax scandal exposed drop that did it. <laughs> but we are going into our third hour now, guys. I promise you we will wrap it up within the hour. We only got two more stories to talk about. We're talking about justice for Juicy. I mean, justice for J6 next. And uh, then we will tap into some of the election audit um, updates for tonight. Thank you all for joining us and thank you all for being for us. Thank you for uh, donating the gold pills, Dragon Energy 45, donating 127 gold pills. Thank you so much. 
Love me some Mr. C. You are using the word loose pretty loosely. <laughs> I can't help it. Sometimes I get a little loose in the mouth. It must be my uh, 37th, what am I? 37 or 37th or 30? Whatever the new year is for me personally, because obviously our new year begins on our birth date, right? Maybe that's what's provoking it. I don't know. But uh, I'm glad to see you guys uh, enjoying yourselves in the chat as we move along. And uh, thank you again. Shanjo, thank you for the cookie. Um, thank you again for uh, tuning in tonight. Now, uh, okay, so let's uh, move forward, guys. Uh, WC Cranop, thank you for uh, gifting the can. Hop in to speak, Mr. Oh, I've gone in to speak an easy overtime. <laughs> thank you, Mr. C. Uh, Mr. C. Thank you, WC Cranop. I appreciate you. And uh, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure I will see you over there at the top of the half hour. Um, I'm sure because uh, we're going into overdrive. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, thank you so much for for uh, hanging out and staying with us. Justice for Juicy. That's what we're talking about next, because this man right here, Judge Christopher Cooper, what did I say his name was this man right here. This man right here believes in domestic terrorism and has praised Merrick Garland for focusing on domestic terrorism. Well, Judge Christopher Cooper, you can uh, you can take one and shove it down your throat or some other orifice. I don't care because let's talk about your domestic terrorism, Judge Christopher Cooper and uh, A.G. Merrick Garland, pro-abortionist, Satanist, praising, communist, loving election integrity denying attorney general of these United States of America treason by no other name. Oh my God, guys, this is a triumph right here, guys. Everything we've talked about is a triumph, not because the serpents are in action and they're moving against us. They've always done that. We know it. Tonight is a triumph because we have not only been dis uh, disclosed or, yeah, disclosed of information that we would never have understood it in years past. And it's not for a lack of intelligence. It's for a lack of information. We also understand it, comprehend it. We absorb it. We, we, we take it with us and we move forward with it, knowing this information all around a triumph for tonight. Now let's talk about the triumph that is known as the September 18th flopped false flag attempt that took place in Washington, DC. Okay. We knew it was a false flag. We called it here before even President Trump called it. And that's not to like, you know, gloat at all. No, it's just because it was obvious. I mean, uh, I mean, why gloat over something so obvious, right? But it feels so good to be vindicated, validated against the fake news, mainstream, mainstream legacy media. But we knew it was a fake because the first thing they did was promote it. When no other Patriot Circle knew about it, no one else talked about it until MSNBC, MSDNC, if you, you prefer. No one else did, ladies and gentlemen. No one else did. I wasn't the first one to say it because I report the news. I don't break the news. So whoever was the first one to say it, good. On, I don't remember who I got it from. Actually, I got it from SN. <laughs> I got it from MSDNC. But I had to have heard that somewhere. It was either Breitbart or Gateway Pundit who first said MSDNC is talking about an event for patriots that, but they didn't even put it under the context of a setup. They put it under the context of Washington, D.C. expecting another 
it, it was, I think it was Breitbart. The story I got on this event came from Breitbart and they said, Washington DC is expecting another January 6th. Okay. I went and saw the news report that MSDNC put out about it and immediately identified it as an advertisement for a false flag. Okay. So however it goes, it doesn't matter. The point of the matter is that we all saw it in the end. Okay. We all saw it and identified it and discerned it and understood it to be what it was, a trap, a setup, you know, it's a space station, you know, kind of thing. Like that's what was going on here. Okay. And, and by the grace, you know, it was being called out from leaders of our cause, including President Trump in the end, right? Now, facts of the matter from September 18th, the United States Capitol Police estimated that there was approximately between 400 and 450 individual souls gathered within the police perimeter for this rally in Washington, D.C., in front of the Capitol building. Okay. Now, other stories report that of that 400 and 450, which was less than I was saying before, I thought it was like 500, 50 short, whatever, only 100 of those, thereabouts, were organic individuals that came to support this rally. <laughs> That's beautiful, guys. What did uh, what did these 100 or so beautiful patriotic souls that went out there with, you know, a good intent and a strong heart, what were they faced with? Come on, screen. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, where's my... Uh... Oh, I know where it's at. What were they faced with? What were they faced with? Come on, computer, work with me. <laughs> ah, this is what they were faced with. Um, police officers by the uh, handfuls of dozens coming out in riot gear as uh, seen here, right? They, they were planning, according to MSDNC and CNN, for an outright insurrection part two on Saturday, right? Where, what is going on with my graphics tonight? Where are we? Is that the, oh. Somehow I got ahead of myself. Sorry about that, guys. Do you see the work it takes? Okay, here's some more images of the police officers that were there. Actually, while I'm here, let me move this up. Teehee. Thank you guys for your patience. Sorry about that. Okay, uh, Arizona, you need to go over here because you're coming up next. We're almost through, guys. We'll be done before the top of the half hour. <laughs> okay, all right. So as I was saying, uh, the, uh, the 100 or so, so good, good sold uh, patriots that showed up were met with these police officers in full riot gear by the handfuls of dozens. Like we're looking at all of these guys. They're prepared for insurrection part two. This was, uh, so you saw the energy crisis firsthand going and on? you actually oh warned that lives could be at stake if this worsens. Shut your, your face, message? whoever you are. We're not even talking about the energy crisis. Where did this article come from? Oh, sorry, guys. Okay, I know what it is. I just need to refresh that page. It's 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 the entire it's the entire uh, you have an you have a video on hold for too long and it just runs its course without even considering that you're trying to put on a show for other people. 
It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. By your grace, I appreciate you for putting up with my leggings. Okay. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, I need to show you some more of these pictures. Okay. We're going to pause that there. All right. Let's get on with this, guys. Okay. Here we go again. Oh, my goodness. All right. You guys are probably like thinking this is what happens when you run an, an hour to two overtime, Mr. C. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, more riot police. Here we go. More riot police. And uh, here's our final riot police picture. Just look at that. They think they're in Australia or something, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yes, that's what they're facing. Oh, and then there's this fool. Did I catch him? Ah, oh, it's not here. Oh, my goodness. What was I doing when I put this story together? What? There are people fighting. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. There's one more photo I had. There he is. There's the bastard. Okay, and I say that with um, all the love of sister and brotherhood in the world for souls. Okay, this bastard right here. You guys know who this bastard is? Okay, this is the organizer for the uh, uh, the Look Ahead America Justice for J6 rally. Okay, Matt Brainerd, guys. Matt Brainerd. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my spidey sense tingles something deep when I see this man. Okay, Matt Brainerd. Uh, he, he was a former uh, President Trump, um, you know, uh, campaign person. He worked with the Republicans. This man's made a name for himself, right? But I get a gitchy feeling with this man. I get a gitchy feeling with an event for patriots called Justice for Juicy or Justice for J6, okay? That is, that is such a liberal such a, a, a SJW name for a rally, okay? And, and even his organization, Look Ahead America, right? Like how many progressive think tanks have named agencies and nonprofit organizations in the same type of Build Back Better? Look Ahead America, Media Matters, right? Uh, it just does not, it does not quantify as a genuine patriot organization. Not to mention that Matt Brainerd attempted to steal the title and credit for the organization known as Voter Integrity Project. Tried to say he was the founder of it, right? And got called out on it. And when this man had nothing to do with that, and the only reason he said he was the head of Voter Integrity Project was because he tried to walk his baby nuts around the block in Georgia and call out voter fraud, and he got his ass busted by Democrats in the dirt, shamefully, making true Americans, Republicans, and conservatives look like weasel liars just like this man, Matt Brainerd. Okay, I don't trust this fool. But this is the organizer of Justice for Juicy. Okay, this is the organizer here, the man in the flesh. Um, I think what we'll do next, now that I've railed against this asshole, it, uh, pardon me, it's late. We're in the third hour. Um, let's check this video out. <laughs> pardon me. 
Now, this was um, a video filed by, uh, let's see, who is it? CBS New York. This was their coverage of um, the uh, Justice for Juicy events that took place this past Saturday on J6, J, J, J on uh, September 18th. And again, props go out to you patriots who did not comply with the will of the media and show up for their own bogus propaganda setup. Okay, let's see what these foos have to Several hundred protesters gathered in Washington, D.C. today to support the people charged in the January 6th riot. I just realized that none of y'all could hear what I was saying about 30 seconds to a minute ago. I yelled commercial and I said, Philly Q, thank you for dropping that link or uh, naming that a platform to get rid of the commercials. I really need to look into that as soon as I have the time. Okay, here we go. We're we're going to break in once again, I promise. Riot. CBS 2's Chris Van Cleve reports from Capitol Hill, where the security was intense. Layers of security, barricades, and surveillance cameras were in place for this Capitol Hill protest. Former Trump campaign staffer Matt Brainerd organized Saturday's Justice for J6 rally in support of the insurrectionists who stormed the Capitol more than eight months ago. There are uniformed officers here who you, you, I demand that you respect you're kind to, you're respectful to, and you're obedient to. Even Okay, I need to pause it there, Matthew Brainerd. Okay, who the hell does this man think he is to tell a bunch of peace-abiding patriots, and there's only a hundred of them, it's not a thousand, it's not two thousand, it's not 1.7 million, who the hell is he to, I demand you to respect them and to listen to them and to obey them as if though he's painting the picture that they were responsible for what happened on January 6th when this fool, if he was not a controlled opposition, Asian provocateur working for the deep state, planted into Trump's organization and campaign, all right? That's exactly what this fool is, okay? Matthew Brainerd, I call you out, boy. Because let me tell you what, anyone who's anyone that understands what happened on January 6th, okay? And anyone who's anyone understands that with the amount of people there and the amount of controlled opposition performing their uh, pre-manufactured pre um, um, executions, like they had a plan, that was all manufactured. And sure, patriots got caught up in the wake of that and they were sucked in with the current, but they were mostly walking in and taking pictures, okay? They weren't breaking windows. They weren't breaking doors. They weren't trashing furniture, okay? Anyone who's everyone knows that the people that did the worst shit at um, the Capitol on Washington, D.C. during that false flag was all controlled opposition 
whether it was Antifa or whether it was BLM or whether it was a CIA or an FBI officer or whether it was an undercover uh, Washington, D.C. police officer, whatever. Those were the bad actors. And Michael, uh, Michael, Matthew Brainerd wants to get on stage and lecture a very humble group of 100 patriots who either did not get the message or maybe they thought, I don't know what the hell, why they were there, right? But they were there, okay? And he wants to get there and lecture them. I don't think he was talking to the undercover FBI agents. I don't think he was talking to the undercover police agent. I don't think he was talking to the media. He was disrespecting us, this Matthew Brainerd, okay? I hope no one listens to this asshole ever again because seriously, guys, he's controlled opposition. And this might be speculation, and it might ruin my credibility, but I'm going to stand by it because that right there that we just saw, this man, like, freaking scolding people that had nothing to do with January 6th just to build up on the hype that MSDNC started by promoting this to begin with is BS. And uh, the man needs to know his place. Well inside the fence perimeter here at the base of the Capitol, there are armored vehicles and police in riot gear. Take a look over here. You'll see these lines of vans inside our officers ready to respond almost like a quick reaction force if there are any reports of violence. This is part of an all-out effort to avoid a repeat of the violent storming of the Capitol that we saw on January 6th. I don't feel it's right for all these people to be locked up the way they got locked up. On Friday, the head of the Capitol Police said his officers were prepared and warned about the threat of clashes between protesters protesters and counter protesters. In my opinion, that's the most likely uh, scenario for violence. As backup, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin approved a request to station 100 DC National Guard troops at an armory near the Capitol. They were cleared to carry batons, but not firearms. By the time the rally ended, law enforcement may have been breathing a sigh of relief, but not letting down their guard. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Capitol Hill. I did not give this computer permission. I want to, I want to go back to the only real legitimate person out there. Reaction, reaction, there, are any reports, there are any reports of violence. This is part of, this an, is part of an effort, to, effort avoid to a repeat of the violent storming of the Capitol that we saw on January 6th. Behold, ladies and gentlemen, the only legitimate patriot out there. <laughs> That was the point. The only one, figuratively speaking, there was like a hundred. Some reports put, some reports put the uh, the attendance of genuine organic patriots in support of freeing the January sixth false flag riot political captives. And you know what? I don't doubt that that one hundred patriots that were out there were their family members. Were their friends, you know, and and yet some reports say that there were about 10 members of the media and the police force and the undercover agents to one patriot at this event. Can you guys say that this was a smashing success, success ladies and gentlemen? This was smashing success, smash success. To totally demystify what the narrative has been 
about uh, patriots and uh, insurgencies, but also to demonstrate exactly how far the media has fallen. And let me tell you why. Because the media, the media is touting this event, okay? What the media is saying now, because they didn't get their second insurgency, because they couldn't uh, kick their false flag off, the media is saying that this uh, a juice, Justice for Juicy event means that um, support for President Trump has sharply declined because no one showed up to their Justice for Juicy event, right? And because of that, no one believes in President Trump anymore. His support has totally diminished. That's what they're saying. Oh, that's not all they're saying. Um, uh, Vox, and you guys all have probably heard about this leftist-leaning puke rag. Vox says uh, that the anemic participation at Saturday's false flag event does not reflect the fading white right-wing enthusiasm for Trump's election lie. So they're trying to take this into another direction. They're like, oh, well, they might not have showed up for your false flag event, but they're going to do something else, right? And, and that, of course, has to do with all of the election audits that are taking place. So they are still actively trying to spin the web in their mind of deception uh, against what it is to stand up for your own damn rights, these people don't seem to understand that your vote literally represents your freedom. It took me a long time to comprehend that, guys. It took me a long time to really understand what that meant, okay? But clearly, they are preying upon people that still have no care about what that means. And they're spinning a story for them to go along with. So we may as well learn that story because we're going to have to combat it in the end, right? Like we're doing right now on the ground, okay? And, uh, you know, they, they, they claim that since uh, th what they're saying, at, at least at Vox, is that uh, Trump supporters don't show up for rallies anymore. Oh, look at Ohio. Look at Florida. Look at Arkansas. Damned if Trump supporters don't show up for rallies anymore. But no, what they have done is they have changed their tactics. Now they're, they're pushing their own will on, uh, on like-minded politicians and they're trying to force their state legislatures to falsely identify with the narratives of election fraud. That's the story that the left is spinning right now. These communists are trying to say that we are coercing, as if to take a uh, experimental vaccine, we're coercing the false narrative of election integrity and election fraud on our legislators. The gumption and the... Uh, lack of foresight these people seem to have. Um, uh, they, uh, well, I mean, the, the rest of that Vox article pretty much goes into talking about Georgia and Arizona, which we'll do about in just a minute. Um, we're about to close it up here. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, they, they basically are saying that uh, the energy that went into January 6th that was lacking on September 18th for this false flag set up riot has manifested itself instead of in a rally in a far-right push to intimidate current state and local election officials and many who played a role, a major role, in pushing back on Trump's election fraud conspiracies, according to Vox. Guys, if these assholes can find a silver lining to their own shit lies, why can't we find a silver lining to the hope of humanity and America and the human spirit and the Constitution? I don't understand.
it looks like I am black holing over at foxhole.app. For those of you who are joining us on um, uh, Clout Hub and on um, Twitch, hang on real tight. We're just about done. Sucks if this is the end for us on Foxhole. But you will hear my truth. That's all I got to say. Booted. We got booted. All right, guys. We're going to finish. We're going to finish here. I'm sorry, uh, friends and lovers over at the foxhole.app. Yeah, we die. Hey, just me. I see you hopping in. I, I, we're going to finish. We're, we're, we're right at the end of the report. Um, I would say send your love over. Let me see. I mean, I could, I can put, I feel like, I feel like I'm a, uh, I'm a, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a, uh, what's the word? Like a, a, a Judas. If I should happen to pop in one of my other platforms addresses, because absolutely I want everyone on the foxhole.app and uh, that's who I want and do support wholeheartedly. But I'm going to pop the address into the foxhole.app and um, I even, I put the wrong damn address. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's up. Um, sorry, just me, but thank you for letting me know. I saw, I saw it restart on my uh, computer. This has been happening, but uh, hey, we may be under attack because we are usually over the target over at the foxhole.app. And it's not to put a, uh, it's not to put a, uh, not to put a, a yoke on my shoulder. Uh, here. You know, and honestly, it may actually continue. It might pick up again at the foxhole. Um, but we're already pretty much at the end of today's report. And uh, I got too much fire in me to try and I can't I can't cancel the show. And, you know, it's not just it's not just the foxhole app. And I know this because a lot of my streams are being broken up on other platforms as well. You know, so it's not just the foxhole, but it's just it's a shame that it is affected there the most. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm also telling the friends that they should fox hop and stay on the foxhole if that's where you're more secure. Uh, we may, we, it might come back. It might come back. You never know. Uh, Just V says, uh, Foxhole has been giving me trouble for a few days. It has been, uh, recently been doing that, but, uh, you know what? We're not gonna, we're not, we're not gonna turn our backs on the Foxhole. No sirree, Bob. Uh, but, uh, we got it. We got to finish. Cause I'm already, I'm already, I'm already an hour and a half over time. So I just got to finish. So we're going to finish up guys. We're going to move on. And, uh, uh, tomorrow is a brand new day. So let's go ahead and do that. And uh, okay, so uh, where are we at in our story now? As I was saying, justice for Juicy, uh, the Vox spin. Uh, that's how they're trying to paint it. Either there's no support for Trump, or they're just focusing their efforts into uh, into uh, spoiling the uh, minds and opinions of politicians and judges across America into believing their version of the big lie. 
And uh, that's basically how it goes. Now, why don't we for sure? Because like I said, uh, we had about 100 humble patriots show up. Everyone else there was either police officers or they were media or they were undercover. Right. Um, so uh, just just to get a real sense of exactly what this looked like, we're going to take a look at a video of the day as given by DailyMail.com. Uh, so uh, you guys might laugh at this, uh, but uh, here we go. And there is no real volume to this. Uh, but I'll leave the volume up and I'll silence myself so as to not affect an echo. Okay, so this guy is clearly off his mind. Did you hear him? He's all, why is Trump still killing? Why is Trump still free? Why didn't my mama love me? I don't know, loser. Let's see the next picture. Let's go to the next one. 
bring a subject to remember women of our own services. May you watch over them, help them, and guide them. Hold them and their families in your hands and protect them as they protect us. Bless them and their families for the self-destruction. Right. And also, many members of the media. And I, I make the same request. I make the same request as them. To see somebody member of media who's trying to respect them. They may ask you if you like to interview them. Now, if you're not used to this, I would recommend you to tell. Because we've gotten a lot of misrepresentation. We're trying to say that this is a rally for the, uh, the violent people who attacked and killed police officers on day. All right. And there's so, there's so many no, quiet. What are you doing? I'm not giving you permission. Oh, that guy looks like, I don't know, the child of George Soros or something. <laughs> and that woman, too many night games. Okay, let's get off of that screen. Where are we going? Oh, Arizona. We're not quite there yet. Uh, let's go back to not Matt Brainerd. Can't stand him. Okay, let's go back to this one. There we go. We stand for justice for Juicy. Come on over here, my friend. There you go. Just one more. You're almost there. All right. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right, guys. All right. Let's wrap up the justice for J6. Um, it, it was it, as ridiculous as it was. And uh, thank you all for coming on over to Twitch. Um, I appreciate you guys. Like, I mean, there's always the replay. I know there, I know because I feel the same way. Don't like to deviate from the foxhole.app. I would prefer all of my love and support goes there and all the love goes there for sure. Uh, and the support about 99.95% goes there. And then I have to support the other platforms as well. But thank you for hopping over just to see the end of the live show. Um, always the replays and I don't hold it against anyone for sure. Uh, questions about the bunker. I've asked about the bunker and I have not been permitted into the bunker. And I'm sure uh, there's developments on that and they'll work their way out as they will. It's all about patience and faith, right? So, okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, that was a Daily Mail's cover. So as you can see, it was barren, not a whole lot going on. Uh, there was like, what, four arrests throughout the entire day. Uh, one of them, um, not truly an arrest. It was that one guy you saw like, oh, whoa, what do we have a murderous insurrectionist here? Blah, 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 blah. Like that was just a separation uh, the other um, arrest that happened, of course, uh, as <laughs> it's making its rounds, ladies and gentlemen, again, more light exposed on uh, some of the uh, templates that these uh, that these uh, globalist elitist uh, um, henchmen use. And that would, of course, why are you ahead? I am so behind. OK, I don't know what's up with my report today, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but we had a lot of undercover people. One of the arresting uh, arrested individuals was an undercover agent. All right. Now, here's a photo that was posted. Let me expand that for you guys of what an undercover agent Smith looks like at an event like a, a rally, a patriot rally. This is how identifiable they were. Now, do not all these guys have that agent Smith air about them like they all look the same. They all have the same sunglasses. I think they have the same watches. This one still has his dress socks on from his uh, day job pants. Oh, you can't see on the screen. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you can see his socks. Okay. Now I know yuppies and mis misdirected um, uh, uh, 
young men with no fashion sense would definitely wear dress socks with shorts and casual, semi-casual shoes, all right? Unless you are a, uh, a, a well-informed and fashionable FBI agent who just needs to change out of his uniform and get into street clothes to go undercover real quick. But anyways, undercover guys, there are some really funny memes that they have come up with this as well. But um, let's see, the one for sure. Oh, my story is just totally out of line today. That was a surprise. Here we go. Let me get, let me get this over here. Come over here. Come hither. Come hither. You guys are seeing some behind the scenes. There's Arizona again. Some behind the scenes work here at the Sea Report. Okay, so I don't know how my story got so out of direction. Now, uh, the following video is an example. It is exactly um, an FBI agent or an undercover police officer being arrested they say by other under uh, by other police officers. Well, in fact, what was going on here, according to what I have uh, understood, is that uh, an undercover agent was being questioned by these uh, riot police, uh, riot gear police officers, and they remove him from the situation to take him to protection. What I find most interesting about this, aside from the fact that it clearly illustrates to sleeping Americans who care to listen and clearly gives us documentation for what we already know exists. That being that uh, agencies as well as, um, you know, police officers and stuff go undercover as Asian provocateurs. This man was doing that job, but I would have to ask if this man is going undercover at a Patriot rally why the hell is he dressed like a member of Antifa and not like a patriot if he is not an agent provocateur? I'm going to get the creds. What happened? Are you on the cover? Where do you have help for the guys that are on it? It's on the phone. So I'm sure you guys heard the um, arresting or the inspecting officer say, you're undercover. And then the little Antifa twerp agent provocateur said, uh, I'm just here. Uh, oh, no, the the uh, investigating officer said, are you undercover or are you part of the event? And that guy said, uh, I'm just here uh, at the event. But uh, yeah, that's what was said on camera. What's your name? Uh, Gordon? No. 935 is on that one. What's your name, sir? Don't drop it on my head. How about that? Perfect. What do you want to take? 
What's your name? All right, give me a diamond this way. Copy. This way. Go straight. Copy. Move back. Move back. Move back. Move back. What's your name, sir? What's your name? Right to the path. Back up. Back up. Spread them out. Spread them out. Back up. Back up. Right there. Right there. Now, give me a circle. Right here. Everybody move back for me, please. Everybody back up for me, please. Back up. Do you want to make a statement? What's your name, sir? Keep backing up for me, please. Thank you. Just hold the breath. All right, and there you go. So never let it be said by any of those trolls out there that there are no such thing as undercover. We, we already knew this. That's the sad part. We already knew this. Uh, but uh, that is, uh, is still brand new to some, uh, some sectors of humanity out there. It's uh, quite, uh, it can be frustrating, y'all. It most definitely can. It can be as frustrating as, as certain things that have in life. Uh, all right, let me move on from that. Ah, okay, now, you guys might be wondering who my presidential hopeful for was in 2016. <laughs> oh, it was Rand Paul. But uh, yeah, I voted for Ron Paul at least twice. Um, why is his face on the screen? Well, um, Ron Paul dropped a few words in regards to the Justice for Juicy January 6th uh, pre-planned but failed false flag insurgency 2.0 um, and, and what we witnessed and uh, what the world at large was exposed to. Um, this is what Ron Paul had to say. Uh, he said a few dozen protesters showed up to last weekend's Justice for J6 rally in Washington, D.C., but that did not stop the authoritarian Washington Beltway establishment from spending millions to again turn the area into a fortress complete with a militarized Capitol Hill police force and an army of undercover FBI agents. The protesters were easily outnumbered by reporters desperate for another insurrection story and by police officers who looked like they were ready for military combat. Of the reported four people arrested at the event, one turned out to be an undercover FBI agent who was then escorted to safety by police after showing his badge. As conservative commentator Dinesh D'Souza tweeted, the comedy of the event was that there were so many undercover cops, they were arresting each other by accident. Let it be learned, America. Let this be your ammunition, fellow patriots. Earlier, former President Trump warned that the rally was a setup by an FBI Homeland Security Department and Capitol Hill Police Department eager for more trophies in their war against insurrectionists. He advised people to avoid the event, and it appears their advice was taken. They did not get their second insurrection. In fact, as we know from the FBI itself, they did not even get their first insurrection. 
though the left elites continue to use the term and the uh, sleeping people and Americans, uh, the FBI affirmed last month that there was no organized plan among the January 6th protesters to overturn the presidential election. The media's nonstop hysterical reporting about the January 6th insurrection, repeated endlessly by Democrat Party politicians, did serve as an important propaganda purpose. Anyone with concerns about the way the 2020 presidential election was conducted was immediately demonized and silenced. Ah, insurrectionist, anti-Semitic, terrorist, pedophile. Yeah, those are the those are the uh, alarming words and phrases that just stop you in your tracks, folks. Conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah, it seems like they know this method. Ron Paul continues. But to me, it seems a little too obvious that Biden backers and their allies in the deep state would hold a fake rally just to set up more insurrectionists to be arrested. It's possible that they believe conservatives and Trump supporters are dumb enough to walk into a trap or perhaps another trap. But I find it unconvincing. So do I, Mr. Paul, because after all, no one showed up. He continues, instead, perhaps this rally was in reality a kind of psychological operation. PSYOP, maybe? After all, such an exercise would be a win-win for the planners. On one hand, if a massive crowd showed up, it would give new life to the now discredited narrative that an attack took place on our democracy more serious than 9-11, as uh, President-elect Biden laughably claims, was operating just below the surface of society. Authoritarians must be able to point to the enemy to consolidate power. On the other hand, if no one showed up, as it turns out happened, the real organizers could laugh and crow about how support has evaporated for the hundreds originally arrested after January 6th, many still held without bail, but none charged with insurrection. And also, they can claim that support for Donald Trump, for who for, who for some reason continues to mortally terrify them, has likewise disappeared. I love Ron Paul. He's so insightful. Crystallized the moment perfectly in that statement. I mean, that's not all of it, but that is the uh, summation of it. So yeah, just thought we'd share that as well, because uh, psh, if we can see it, he can see it. Definitely, hopefully other people can see it as well. Screen, oh screen, what are you doing to me now? What is going on here? I see Republican Party of Arizona. Oh, it's still off kilter. Okay, here we go. Here we go, folks. We're ready for it. All right. Thank you so much. I guess this is what happens when I go into overtime too much. <laughs> Everything seems to break down, but we're going to keep on pressing on. You know, 
We're going to test our patience and we're going to test, uh, test our, oh yeah, I got the red symbol over here, guys. The red symbol. Look at, this is the red symbol. Not to take up too much more time. This is the red symbol right here. We're having trouble streaming to your destination. It is possible your RTMP server, which is the, uh, the connection between my uh, streaming platform and Foxhole. That's Fox right there. Uh, it appears that your RTM server URL or the stream key, which I get from Foxhole, is not working. We'll keep trying. Anyways, that's inside baseball, just for you guys to see. But uh, enough about that crap. Let's let's move on because uh, we're testing our grace and our patience here now. Okay. All right. This is this is not my longest show. We are four minutes away from being the longest show. Curious cat. Um, I don't know how we got here. I think I soapboxed too much. I'm still doing it. Okay, let me stop. This is our last story. Real quick, election audit updates. Uh, if you guys tuned into Mr. C in the Dark on Friday, you all know how I felt about the situation going down in Maricopa County with the BOSPOS and the Senate for Arizona. Um, basically, again, of course, Maricopa County has agreed to a settlement, or I should say the Senate has agreed to a settlement with Maricopa County um, because uh, they're allowing them to perform a joint-led audit of the county routers, Splunk logs, and Dominion software. Now, guys, I don't think that this is satisfactory towards what the original subpoena called for, as was initiated by Sonny Borelli, as should have been carried out forth by A.G. Bronovich. But... The state Senate met, made a settlement. Okay, so I have to respect that because apparently, in their purview, uh, this Senate, uh, this this uh, settlement agreement will still be beneficiary, and I'm sure it will be. It's just you know, in the purest fashion that I am in form, I want it all the way it should have been to begin with. But there there are some concessions here which are good. Now, uh, apparently, the, this is the uh, the uh, letter, and uh, my uh, oh, I think I know why. This is why I have too many uh, live things going at one time. Okay, now uh, come on. I'm a woman. There is breaking news. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, with the threat of losing millions of dollars in state revenues looming over their heads, has finally come to an agreement with the Arizona State Senate. And the subpoena that uh, they received regarding data from the Splunk logs and the routers. A special master has been selected by the county and the state senate to coordinate the process. Now, I'm not sure exactly what a special master is or what he's supposed to do, but I can tell you this, we are going to be watching very, very closely. The person agreed upon by both sides as the special master is former Congressman John Shattig. He's also an attorney, and apparently Mr. Shattig will be able to hire a team of one to three computer technology experts to assist him in responding to the Senate's questions. I'm not sure who's going to be paying for these people, and I don't know if Mr. Shattig is getting a paycheck for his so-called mastering. Again, we will be watching, and we will let you know. State Senate President Karen Fan, who has been a champion for truth throughout this process, has called this agreement a huge win. She says that the settlement will allow the Senate to get all the data that they need to complete a review of the routers and the Splunk logs. 
Senator Rogers has been tweeting and telegramming lots of great information. Senator Borelli is getting the word out about the importance of chain of custody. And on the other side, Stephen Richer is blathering on saying that the Senate won't get anything unless the master allows it. And of course, the Democrats are praising him. And the radical leftist progressive Democrat Secretary of State who happens to be running for governor is tweeting about Restaurant Week. The fake news, the Arizona press is reporting half-truths to mislead the people. In other words, the strong are staying strong and the weak are again revealing themselves. Getting the subpoenaed digital information is great news. The county caved in once they were faced with losing tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars in state revenue. We will continue to fight for election integrity. In case you haven't seen it, the audit team will be presenting their report to the Arizona State Senate next Friday, September 24th at 1 p.m. Arizona time. I am anxiously awaiting that report, as I know you are as well. We will keep you updated with the information on how to get the live stream this week. Remember this, here at the Republican Party of Arizona, 